This week's bonus episode of Remedial Role will be conducted at the beginning of this episode, episode three. I'm Alex, and I am here to talk about tonight the production slash editing issues and problems and things that may occur if you guys ever want to do a D&D podcast like we are. Well, this episode of uh, number three, we chose to use a new software program on the laptop that we were recording with, and because of it, there uh, were some issues. Right around one hour in this episode, uh, you will find that there are some spaces. There was a, It was trying to write the program as it was listening to us talk, and because of that, it was unable to get some of our actual uh, talking recorded properly. Uh, it's a very common thing, apparently, on the Audacity software, uh, using it on a MacBook. Uh, I found out after the fact, of course. So I'm here to talk about the fact that, you know, mistakes happen. and Things things do happen when you are recording your, your episodes or whenever you're playing the game. If you need to pause, if you need to stop, do it. Re-record. Do the episode again if you want. But don't do it because your fans or the people that you're sending it out to want you to do it, do it because you want to do it. Uh, we've decided not to replay that whole episode. Um, we enjoy D&D. We enjoy the story. And the story would suffer, I believe, if we were to try to repeat the exact same episode. It just wouldn't be the same. We wouldn't get the same uh, surprises. We wouldn't get the same um, issues like that occur because of choices we make. It would be very difficult to fake another episode, especially because we're not actors. We're just a bunch of guys hanging out playing D&D. So just know it is possible for mistakes to happen. Uh, when you get tangled up, just tango on. All right. And now on with the episode. Welcome to Remedial Roll. Wait, how do you do that again? All right, and welcome. Uh, so for tonight's episode, we have a guest. Uh, Matt is sitting across the table from me, and he's going to be joining us uh, for tonight's episode. Um, Matt, possibly. not Otham Lacker. Yes, right. and possibly the next one, too, depending on how fast we, we work tonight. Sweet. So that being said, in last time that we in our last session... We basically had um, Hyping and Sabir, who chased the assassin across the roof, captured her fairly quickly. Um, discovered from Thom Fear, he asked them to uh, ask them to release her because she had whispered a word to him, and he kind of became action and said, "Release her," and they did. They went out to see the fight. Just as the fight was about ready to begin, it was noticed that the champion of the um, noisy dragon was not looking so good. In fact, he had been poisoned. So Hyping took his place on the fighting ring, quickly subdued Sama, who is the other champion from the Chuckling Beholder. Um, our heroes win the day. Uh, Thomfear and the Noisy Dragon win the Silver Tap, and they head back for uh, celebration in the in the bar. Is, am I missing anything? We are uh, now pretty much after a long night's sleep, right? All right. Okay. I'm all healed up. 
Yay. All right, so the following morning, you actually don't wake up because you're still tired from the previous night as you had worked mostly through the night. Uh, it's about midday when you finally wake up and get yourselves back in some sense of order. Um, Thromfear calls you over for your second part of the payment to a table. Uh, boys, come come over here, please. I, uh, I need to give you your final pay. All right, well... What do you owe us? Well, I owe you fifty, and I'm I'm going to be good for my word, of course. But uh, I just I just had to say how happy I was with the way things went last night. We had a lot more going on than I had even expected. Um, so here's your pay, and I included a little extra, possibly to keep the hush on some of the certain things that went on last night. And he hands you over hundred and fifty each. I am going to pocket about 25 of that. And I'm going to push the other 125 back to him. My friend, I would very much appreciate if we could come to a different arrangement. I, uh, I am seeking... I'm seeking a killer who was probably very distinguishable. If you could find way, find a way to send word to me of any minotaur across your path, I would gladly accept that in, in lieu of gold. Just, just any minotaur? I looking specifically for one named Dobramil, but he will travel under many aliases. Listen for what you what you guys did last night. He takes the money and pushes it back over. You keep the money, I'll do that one for free. Keeping an eye out for someone's easy. Besides, I could possibly need your services down the line. Let's consider it a investment in a future business relationship. In that case, I thank you. Uh, I have a small request. Um, do uh, any time people come in and, you know, Love looking at your silver, your new silver tap for the next year. Can you brag on the fact that it was a turtle that did that? You don't need to give a name. Just, you know. Why, of course. I mean, no, you must understand. We've not seen any of your kind in ages. So, of course I'm going to brag about that. The better the story, the more, more beer and ale they drink. Of course. But All right. your name, use it. No, no need for the name. You could just make something up oh, to go okay. with it. The champion, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I just... Something modest. Yeah, something modest. Something, like the champion. That's, yeah, that's yeah. modest. I just, I would like to be uh, seen around town, but not known around town. That would, therefore, if I go to, if I go into, you know, an apothecary, and they know that I'm the champion of the silver tap, uh, we might get a discount or be handled nicely. Friends and family discount. Exactly. I, yes, okay, fair enough. Uh, of course I can do those things. That's not hard at all. I would like you, uh, as I said, though, to keep what happened this past night or parts of it quiet for sake of my business. And what's, um, what part specifically do you not want us to talk about? Furry, cat-like parts. Okay. Uh, would not go well for any of us. I think it would be best if we just forgot about the whole thing. Don't talk about the furries. Got it. Check. All right. Um, 
as part of a contract in the beginning, you have the use of a room until tomorrow morning, of course, where you can stay here if you need to rest up, um, and not on duty, of course. And then uh, I would like you to keep m me in mind for a future business if you have any, and I will do the same for you. I you always so. have a place at the Noisy Dragon, men. You've, you've given me something great. I've not had that silver tap in years. Well, thanks for the business that we got, too. We had quite the adventure last night. All right. Well, make yourselves at home until tomorrow morning. And uh, as, as you can imagine, I'll be off. I've got some bragging around town to do today. <laughs> Pint, get over here. Let's go. You silly mutt. And you see him kind of start to turn and waddle out. Uh, with his like little bulldog that's drooling down the side of his face, falling behind him. Who was the kid that was helping with luggage the other day? Um, it was the beepo was a girl. Uh, Pip was it? I think it was Pip. Pip. Okay. Yeah, I think it was Pip. All right, I'm gonna take some time at some point. This could just be at any point over the course of the morning. Uh, if I spot him. Um, and then also, Bebo was the serving girl. Was that right? She was. Uh, that's the wife of um, the halfling. Nah, wasn't there a human servant serving girl that I met? Yes, it was a human serving girl. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever her name was. Right. As as I see her and the boy over the course of the day, um, I'm going to slip each of them just five gold. Um, okay. And just cool. uh, just thank them, give them the same message about the Obermeal. Just if they happen to spot him, I would love to hear a word of it. Um. And I tell her. Do you leave with a, a description? Okay. Um, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I yeah, I give him the description of Dobermill, um, and just the very briefest outline of why I'm looking for him, um, and just ask that they make sure that uh, that if they spot him, that they 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 let the proprietor. She looks at you and goes, "So wait, do you want do you want me to let him know about you? Are you are you looking for him? So are you friends? I'm definitely looking for him." Uh, I would prefer to come at him sideways, so if you could keep perhaps my interest in him a secret. Uh, anything to help a fellow human, of course. And I would definitely be willing to help with any expenses you have in the process. She blushes, blushes slightly. Says, thank you, that would be most generous, but I, I think I'll be fine. I'll keep my eyes open. Nobody notices humans much, or they try not to. I understand, but I also know... Well, I don't know your situation specifically, but this city can be hard on us. If you, uh, if you have need to make a quick escape, and that's when I slip her the, the five gold and say, I can help. All right. And well, I just kind of leave it be. Thank you. Thank you. She goes off to bustle around some tables. All right. I'm Great just going to hang out a little bit and wait for Sabir to get done talking. <clears throat> so Sabir is done talking? Probably have another drink. All right. Um, how long do you guys want to stay in the how long are you thinking you're going to stay in the, the tavern where are you heading after you get done talking basically is there anything you would like to do in town this day or you um, have kind of the day and the night and the next morning you have to be out is there any place in town that like sailors would hang out or is there a, I know we're kind of up on a mountain peak so it's kind of hard to hard to say there'd be shit unless there's airships is there is there some place where maybe a crew of an airship might hang out or some place I could hunt for a sailor or sailor type there are no airships to your knowledge in that okay. area 
Uh, you'd have to ask around for that type of thing. You could ask some of the locals who are sitting around there, or ask Thromfear if you want, um, or even some of the the staff, um, if you'd like to, and we can see what you come up with. Well, I guess I'd probably start with the uh, pig that I... So, my friend, you've been in the city for a while, yes? Yeah, for about a month or so. I am brand new here, and I, as you may have overheard me saying to the others, I... I seek someone. Would you have any idea where I might find some sailors or some some people who come and go perhaps with regularity, perhaps not? Can I roll like an investigation check maybe that I've done for in town uh, in the last month or so? Yeah, sure. well would investigation be the best thing or what else? History? Yeah, let's do history. Yeah, let's do history. Or something better than history. <laughs> I got a uh, four, so probably not. Four, nice. How about like a survival? You know you're in a city. A survival yeah, roll? Yeah, that's fine. Just a survival roll, yeah. That's better. Thirteen? Thirteen. Like, like a military, maybe not maybe not sailors per se, but... Right. You, military you type. know that basically city, or, or uh, you know that the city cliff breaker... There's only in, in and out are the two gates. There's a gate on the uh, east and west side of the city, leading down different sides of the mountain. And that's the main entryway. O- outside of that, you've never heard of airships or other ways to get in and out. You do know a little bit of the fact that there is, there is a, more travel than what you suspect. Like they get a lot of karma, uh, commerce. So it's hard for you to imagine that everything goes from the east and west. But to your knowledge, all that's going on right now is at the east and west gates where people go in and out of. There are merchants who travel those. They have the uh, Stormbreakers, which you've heard about uh, briefly, which are some of their heavier fighters that often will escort and perform roles of escort with the groups going in and out. Um, is there a bar where, or a tavern, or a local hangout of some sort where the, the uh, what'd you call them? The, the Stormbreakers. Storm storm yeah. That the Stormbreakers hang out? Uh, that might be what I tell them. Or some yeah, place where they yeah, you've heard of a place called the Sobering Dwarf. Okay, that um, doesn't sound any fun. <laughs> so I, there's this tavern that I think a lot of the Stormbreakers hang out. You know, the dwarf, dwarven people with the big armor and stuff, called the uh, Sobering Dwarf. That might be something to look into. At least they might know something. I may have to give that a shot. So, what what are your plans? I mean, yeah, you're looking for this guy, but what do you do in the meantime? Is that all you do? I've been very focused of late. I, well, to be, truth be told, I've been a bit obsessive of late. I must, must find this man and bring him to justice. And, and so that's your, your one driving force. That's what brought you here to Cliffbreaker recently. This is the type of city where a person like him could perhaps uh, find shelter or refuge. Uh, it's it's an educated guess. I know he knows this part of the world well, but I really do not know. Yeah. To be honest, I'm focused, but also a little listless at the same time. It's very strange. Very strange existence when the carpet has been pulled out from under you. Well, I... I, on the other hand, am... 
you know, free. I just go from place to place. I was supposed to come here. That's I was told that my destiny might show up. And you seem like a pretty good, uh, pretty good example of a fighter, and uh, maybe someone that if you'll have me, I might. You know, hang out with you a little while and maybe help you on your quest, since I don't have a direct quest yet for myself. Well, why don't we go see if this uh, sobering dwarf place... Why don't we just go make sure it's only the dwarves who are sobering? <laughs> yeah, because I'm surely not yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I have uh, I have another... Uh, I, I, I need to stop by where I, I've been staying. I need to get a couple supplies before... Uh, we get into too much, but uh, very much. I think it's on the way actually to the sobering dwarf. So, if we could stop real quick and grab a couple of my supplies, just so I can resupply after last night, that'd be great. Well, I believe I have plans for the day then. All Let's right. go. All right. So you're heading out. Yeah. Yep. While, while we're walking, um, High Ping's going to want to check out more stuff like the shops and stuff. I'm also looking for two different shops as we go. Uh, maybe we'll do it after the Sobering Dwarf. It's not a necessity right now. Um, but now that I have money in my pocket, I want to get rid of it. Alright. So <laughs> I, I'd like to um, I'd like to find some place that has like wizard type capabilities. Like uh, like maybe a wizard that works there that can create magical type items. Um, or an, and an apothecary. Okay. So or herbologist or something like that. Before you leave, you talk to Thromfair for just a second, and uh, or you're looking for him, and you have a hard time finding him, and you eventually uh, run into uh, Malik, his partner, and he points you to a place um, where you might be able to find this stuff. It's a little bit of a walk, and you've got to move. Right now, you're in the entertainment district of the city, but you need to actually move over to the warehouse district for this stuff. Um, it is called the Broken Tomb. Uh, it's a small magic house, he says, but the quality is good, and they tend to have some unique items from time to time. So he points in the direction. So would you like to go ahead and head that route? Yeah, is it kind of on the way? Uh, it's a it's a little bit a little bit of route. a little bit of a route. Yeah, okay. you're trying to get to the merchant district, so you have to head um, you have to head west to get to the warehouse district. So it's going to be a bit of a walk, probably take you a good thirty minutes. Eventually, get there by foot. Okay. Okay. So you head on out, uh, you exit out of the entertainment district and head through the mid-gates, and as you cross through the mid-gates, there are, there are large stone walls and gates that separate each district, one from the other. Uh, on top of these walls, of course, is, is some of the uh, city guard who stand watch. These walls are made so that if the place was attacked, they could close that section of the city to reduce the damage to the rest of the city. Um, so as you walk through the first gates, it's fairly busy day today. Uh, people are bustling around. You get to the warehouse district. When you enter into the warehouse di district, things get much busier. As you can imagine, during the day, the the warehouse district is very busy, bustling, people going around, taking goods. The entertainment district was a little bit less busy. It, it picks up more at night. Um, so you get to the warehouse district, you're walking through, and you come to a small, thin magic house nestled in between two larger buildings. Uh, it's got a blue thatched roof to it. It is made of gray stone. 
and there's a green sign hanging out with gold on it that says the broken tomb and ironically enough the sign is cracked down the middle as we're walking for this half an hour is there like are there a lot of urchins like what's the homeless like what are the kind of the people who fall through the cracks of society what is that scene looking like like we passing a lot of homeless people or just a few no actually bit? you don't pass many of the homeless people uh, that's going to be more towards the east side of town and what's called the grovels Okay. So you're actually heading to more of the bi busier business section. You're smack down, if, if I can picture this for you. Here, I'll show you the map, but I'll describe this. Oh, you're in the entertainment district right over here. Okay. You're moving west through those walls to the warehouse district, which is near the western gate. Okay. okay. And just north of that is a merchant district. So you're kind of in this a little bit wealthier business type. Maybe if you looked at like middle class section of the town, uh, if you go over to the far east, the Grovels, near the uh, eastern exit to the city, you're going to find a lot of the poorer districts. And then just north of that is Drox End, which is more the upper class. Okay. Make sense? Yeah. Yep. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, hey, uh, I was looking there for this place, the, the Broken Tomb. Do you mind if we step in for a minute on our way? By all means. All right, when you enter, a little in. bell rings as you open up the door. It's a ding, 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 exactly. Um, and you see no one. But what do I see? Oh, what do you see? Yeah. Um, you've got shelves and shelves and shelves of gizmos and equipment and devices, boxes of things. Nothing that's jumping out. You see some potions, definitely, on the, some of the upper shelves around the area. Um, you see some shelves that are just empty, you know. But what you do know is it seems as if the inside of this this uh, magic shop it, it seems more spacious than what the outside would let on. Okay. So there's something definitely interesting about this place. I'm just going to grab the first gizmo that looks interesting to me that I see, and I'm just going to pick it up and start fiddling with it. Oh, okay. That's great. I'm, I have right. no wisdom. That's I'm just going <laughs> to... You hear from the very back, the minute your fingers get close, you hear this high-pitched squeal. Don't you touch that! Get your hands off it! Uh, do I see the person? No, you heard it from... No, you heard it kind of in the back of the whole place. I'm so if you can imagine, anyway. you're looking down this, you're look, you've got shelves on either side. In front of you, you've got, um, um, what am I thinking of, a place where you like serve people? Uh, the counter? The counter, thank you, right. The, the counter, <laughs> and then behind that. <laughs> I can see why I had trouble with that one. I know, right? <laughs> hey, it's late. You have a hallway behind there, and you hear it coming from the back hallway behind the counter. Okay, I'm going to pick it up anyway. All right. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just I'm not I trying to break it. I'm, not, I'm just taking it. 20 side dice. Okay. Okay. Constitution check. Try not to break. That would be a natural two. All right. So apparently I did break something. Yeah, you didn't break something. It's a constitution save. Yeah. yeah. You take three points of shock damage. Yes. I'm going to start. Do I have any better idea what it was that I grabbed? No, you have no idea what you just grabbed. But it, you feel a sharp pain go up your hand, and your arm goes slightly numb from the elbow down. No, not to touch it again. <laughs> well, I guess I won't touch anything unless I'm, unless I'm asked to. Uh, hello back there. All of a sudden, you hear the patter of little feet. You see a small gnome come running up to you and say, I, I told you not to touch that. Please, I mean, I'm here to help you. What, what, what can I do for you? It can, uh, hi. 
My name is Quintus. Hi, Quintus. Uh, I'm Ping. Um, I have a maybe a odd request. Do you are you able to construct items that are able to do extraordinary things? Construct. And maybe not construct. No, I know. I know. You oh. mean build. You mean develop. You mean no, practically I, put something together that <laughs> will do something. Something extraordinary that will make you appear powerful or magical, no, or, it's or maybe I'm not done oh, yet. Okay. Um, so I'm thinking something that will will make you appear grander. Oh my gosh, you're a tortoise, aren't you? I, I am. I am. I just a... noticed. Look at you. Look at that shell. Oh wait, turn, turn around for me, please. Turn around, please. Oh, All right. that's beautiful. Turn around. Oh, what are those symbols on your chest? Oh, oh you... you wanted the front. Okay. There you go. Oh, it's yeah. Okay, thank you. Ooh, nice. So I've I've only seen you in books. Me personally, I mean, I didn't realize no, I, that people had put me in books already. Books no, I just yeah, won the not, I just yeah, won the I, tournament I, last I, night. Not famous tournament. Yes, you won a tournament. Yeah, it was a fighting tournament. The, uh, I mean, I worked there as a as a guard. What was it called? Uh, oh, you're talking about the silver tap. Everybody knows about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You won the tournament. I did. Oh, for... Thromper is going to be thrilled, isn't yeah. he? He must be over the moon. Oh. I've got to talk. To, oh my gosh, I've got to talk to him later on today. I have to go over and say. All hi. right, focus. What? I'm, I'm just while, while you're having this conversation, I'm going to continue messing with the thing. Ah! <laughs> Can you please tell your friend to put it down, please? Hey, Samir, I, I don't think that's a good idea. Roll a constitution check. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's good. Uh, oh, I have zero modifier. Uh, it's a 15. Yeah, okay, you're fine. You feel the tingling <laughs> happening, and you're starting to figure out that if you grab it in certain places... And gently lift it up. It doesn't shock you. You might get in the idea that this is like a party trick, or is this like a like what am I looking at? All right. So he is. <laughs> he looks at you, hyping, uh, and goes, ah, one second, and he runs over to you and quickly grabs out out of his uh, a handkerchief out of his pocket and gently tries to grab it and take it back. I'm gonna pull it away. Well, of course. You're right. <laughs> I'm not All trying right. to steal it. I'm just gonna straight dexterity check. Roll uh, it. Oh, that's not good. I got a 17 plus my two modifier. You beat 19? I have a total of eight. <laughs> okay, so you start to try to grab it, but you were holding it so lightly as you picked it up so you didn't get shocked. Well, yeah, it shocked me the first time. <laughs> he, he grabs the handkerchief and just kind of rips it out of your hand, gives you a, like kind of a, a glare, sticks it in his pocket, and walks back over to, walks back over to high bank. Okay, so as you were saying, what, what did you want to say? Uh, what, what was your name again? Quintus? Quintus, yes, Quintus. Quintus. Uh, and before you, he's a gnome, sandy blonde hair, uh, large beard, blue eyes. His beard kind of, his mustache part of his beard kind of goes up in a curve. Uh, and he has extremely large pointed ears for a gnome, even for oh. a gnome. I like, I like your ears. This, uh, oh, why, thank you. It's a unique yeah, feature yeah. Of, of, of your gnomeness. Yeah, that's why, well, yeah. Large ears, you know. Well, do you have a, a little more private area that we can speak for a moment? Yeah, uh, one moment, please. He runs over, puts clothes on the sign, locks the door, and comes back. Okay, oh. what do you want to talk about? I am well. going to, while, he, while, while he runs over to grab the door, I'm going to pick up something else off the shelf. <laughs> As you do that, he looks back at you and he's like, just remember, you pay for anything you drop. Anything you break, you pay for. How much is that that he's holding? What is that? More than he's probably worth. Sabir, why don't you head to the back? It's not even it. working, but please, go ahead, break it. I but would if love it's to not charge. working, why would I pay for it? Hi, hi, hi. Is he going to be here the whole time? 
Yeah, so I'm sorry. You, I have I have a soft spot for mechanics and clockwork and, and things of this nature. I just I have a soft spot for it. I like to I like to. If tinker. only I had a soft spot for humans. <laughs> I hear that a lot around here. I'm sure you do. You're representing your people well. Well, I I oh, was that wondering. That kind of pisses me off. I'm just gonna put it down and pout a little bit. <laughs> I was wondering. Um, I yes, have you something made magical that would make yes, you look stupendous. And I have unique. this proclivity for uh, the drink, um, and it's more of a necessity, really, than um, a want to continue uh, brewing my own and drinking it all the time. Uh, I I would rather not have to run out on any kind of adventures, and I'm wondering if you could actually make this. And I pull out one of the gourds. And, slosh it around a little bit. There's only a little bit left in this gourd. Um, wondering if you could make this so that I don't have to refill it as often. <coughs> like, could you make it a, a size bigger? No, no, I, I hear what you're saying. I don't need to explain anymore. I got this. So you, what you're saying is you want this drink to never run out. The never-ending gourd of ale. That would be great, but it doesn't have to be never-ending if, if we could do something a little cheaper. No, no, no. Never-ending okay. gourd of ale. Oh, I like the way that sounds. Okay. I think I could do something with this. You'd have to leave the gourd with me because this, this, this that. is experimental. I've never done anything like this before. Oh. This could be something that this could be a whole new line of stuff. Is I it, mean, all these things are ideas I've had. I just haven't had time to develop them. But this one, I you, think I could do. You might want me to let me finish so that we can get out of here. You don't want him in your store any longer, right? Oh. As he says that, I'm going to pick something else up. See? <laughs> yes. Anyway, I'll zip, zip, Not talking. Um, not talking a bit. Would no. you be able Sorry. to make it be my brew? Your specific brew? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, there's that still would be some easier in there. if there's some in there. Yeah. I mean, I really, I'm, do, I'm just casting magic on the gourd to reproduce what's already in there. And if what you is in or what you like, then I think I might be able to do something. I'm going to start that. visibly tinkering with the thing again. I'm Lord. going to strangle him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, listen. Yes, why don't you leave that with me? Here is your. Here's the gourd. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll take the gourd. About how much are we looking at, possibly? Price. Price wise, yes. Oh yes, that's right. There's a price for these things. Um. I mean, if you wanted to do no, it as no, a, no, 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 a chance no, no, to no, learn no, something no. new and I'm attempt a good to try something no, else. I'm a good businessman. I got, I, well, I, I was a pretty good businessman. I used to have this partner, and he used to help me, but he got really mad because I started giving some things away. But that was really And the nice. fact that you're doing it for a turtle, one of which you've only seen in books, that'd be that'd be something too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Okay, so and the champion of and, and the champion of the silver, silver tap. tap. Okay, so I would say probably at least minimum a thousand. It could be a little bit more depending on the incantations that I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get some magical expertise from outside the shop for some of the incantations. So possibly a thousand to get this thing to work. Would uh could we barter on that later for maybe a favor or something like that? As How well? much do you have that you could put as a down payment for the beginning? I can put two hundred down right now as a down payment if that would help. Yes. And check back in two days. Two days. And in two days, right? That would be good. In two days, I can give you a better price. And if you decide at that point it's too much, too rich, I can give you half your money back. Okay. That sounds sounds like a plan. All right. Well, thank you so much. This is great. I can't stand your friend, but you're sure nice to meet. Really, I would love to do business with a human. I haven't done many before, but you got to stop grabbing all the stuff off my shelves. I really... If you want to see something, I'd be happy to show all right, you something. I'm going and unclicking the door. All right, thank you, Quintus. Come on, Oh, Sam yes. Come hey, on, thank Sam you, Tortle. Bye, Tortle. 
I don't even know your name, but bye. It was Hai Ping. Hai, Hai Ping. Who's the other guy? My name is Sabir. He's just a human. Saber. Okay, bye, Saber. I have a question. Oh. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> I see, and I put the one that I've been tinkering with, I put it down. I see many fascinating machines and, and, and gizmos and whatnot here. Um, have you already done, ever done any work for the city's watch or the city archers? Uh, yes, I did do some work for the city watch. Uh, my work did not go so well. Uh, they kept complaining about my devices not quite working as planned. They worked. They did what they should, but just not the way that they intended them to do. But they were quite useful in what they were trying to do. And what sorts of devices did you build for them? Uh, repeater, re, repeater ba, 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 basilis, the, the, the ballistas. So it, like multiple ballistas would shoot. It was quite, it was quite good. They shot really well. The first three were great. It was the fourth one that caused a problem. I'm thinking of something a little smaller. Anything, perhaps uh, an arrow that may grapple or an arrow that may explode. Do a little extra, hmm. little extra oomph. Hmm. One second. Let me check on this. I've got some ideas. You see his eyes kind of light up when you start to, like, engage him in conversation about an idea that you have. Sure. And now you're really starting to take in this place. And you notice that all these things on the shelves are not necessarily things that really look like they're going to do much. They look possibly like ideas that were started but never quite finished. Okay. Um, but you see him rustle, run back. Uh, he grabs the ladder and kind of rolls it down the shelf. So he can climb up and get to get one of the higher shelves, and he grabs his box off the top, starts rustling through it, and he grabs a pouch out and looks inside. See him sniff? <sighs> kind of dust flies up in his face, and he comes back down. And he looks at you. He goes, "I, I think I might have something that would work for you. So you want? What do you want to do? You want explosion in your arrows?" I once knew a man back in Saharu who was able to equip me with different types of arrows. Some would explode. Some would. You know, send send the rope along with the arrow so that we could cross a chasm or tie someone up. Uh, some would just be, you know, have water at the tip so I could put out torches from a long distance, that type of thing. I'm always just looking. I'm so far from home. I'm I'm looking for a supplier of unique ways to for me to get more out of my bow. He opens up the bag and you hear like clinking. Um, the dust had flunk was just from it being so old, but he pulls out this tip and it's kind of diamond shape it's a hollow like brass okay. diamond shape okay. and it looks like it has a slit all around one side almost like if you can imagine a clasp that's in okay. kind of a diamond shape that could open up and close okay. and around um, one end there's about the diameter of what would look like an arrow shaft that could fit inside there okay. so he looks at you and he goes I have a bunch of these which were I procured from a traveler um, and I think I might be able to manipulate them in ways that you would suggest that could do what you ask. And what would work of this sort cost me? Well, I already have some of the materials. It's not so much incantation, it's more alchemy that I'd be working with. I would say probably 25 to 50 per arrow, depending on what I think it can do. What do you want it to do? You gotta be specific. I would like two. Alchemy. I would like two that are. Are you familiar with black powder? 
give more description. What do you mean black powder? I have a lot of black powders of varying blackness. I have some gray ones. I have some charcoal ones. That would explode upon. That would explode upon spark or impact. From heat. Yes. Yes, I have something that might work. It's not black. It's really a charcoal. You shouldn't call it black powder. Is that a good description? I would like. I'll tell you what. I would like. I would like two arrows that would explode upon impact, whether they had to be primed or whatever from uh, a flint or steel or, or what have you. And I would like two that would release some sort of sleeping potion or knockout gas or, or something non-lethal. I'd be willing to pay, well, I'd be willing to pay top dollar for these, but I would like to see an example of your craftsmanship first. I'll give you 50 gold now for a sample, and if you can produce what you say you can produce, I will pay you 75 per arrowhead. I'll tell you right now, the arrowheads that go sleeping, the non-lethal ones are actually harder to make than the exploding ones. I would expect so. But the exploding ones are kind of, eh, they're a little touchy because they, they explode. But, you know, I think I could do something with this. So why don't you come back in the two days? I think that's enough time. I can work on his gourd. Business has been kind of slow, to be honest. I can work on your arrows. And uh, I will have at least one arrow done for you, I would think, by that time. Now with if the not, I will, I, will send no, I will send notification to Thromfer. Is that where you're staying? Are you staying at the Noisy Dragon? Yes. We are, yes. Okay. So I will pay you the 50 for just the proof of concept. But I will want the fire to make sure it works. Of course. And then I will pay you I would want full to see price for the last. That's part of the fun. Yes, sounds great. So 50 gold sounds fantastic. I'll have this done. Thank you for not touching my stuff anymore. I'm glad we could come to an arrangement. All right. And I gave well, him great. 50 gold. Thank you. Because I'm a trusting fool. All right, you ready to go? Yes, let's, let's head out. So we're gonna we're gonna walk towards the. Uh, you can walk to the merchant district. Yes. Okay. Um, you head out of his uh, his establishment. A little bit surreal, stepping through the door. <coughs> it's so quiet and dark, kind of dusty and full of things. And when you walk back out into the bright sunlight, life is so busy. You almost felt like you're walking out of a closet into a bright room. You head on up through, uh, through the warehouse district up to the merchant district, and eventually the streets become a little bit wider as you go to the merchant district. You notice there are many more fountains in the middle of the streets, kind of breaking up the roads a little bit. Ooh, do I do I see any fountains with uh, ornate designs on it? Of, Actually, of yeah, this whole city is big on their fountains. Right. So a number of the fountains do have ornate designs on My it. My artist friend that I met at the... Uh, yes. Noisy dragon. Yep, that's right. Yeah, and actually, one of them that you walk by was one of his creations that he suggested. His favorite one. Uh, it's beautiful. It's a work of art as you walk by, of course, uh, and rather larger than what you thought. Uh, eventually, you come up to. Give me a moment. You come up to the. Can I stop for just a moment at this fountain? Would you mind? Absolutely. For, I'd like to uh, sit and sketch it real quick. In All right, my, in my little notebook. Okay, I'm just going to people watch. I'm going to. That's my performance. Okay. 
I got a uh, ten. All right. For drawing, uh, to it's it's not bad. It's hard for you to focus somewhat on the drawing because there's so much kind of interesting people walking by, uh, and this is an area of the town that you were not as familiar with. You also notice a lot more religious people in this area uh, from various religions are walking. That's probably because you're near the temple district. Um, but merchants and religious folk are bustling about. So maybe I draw a couple of them in with the fountain. All right. <laughs> Many come to stop and sit at the fountain and have a lunch or a snack. Okay. All, All right. right. We can keep going. Sorry. Got to take these pit stops in life. When something is put in front of you that's of such beauty, you have to stop sometimes and take it in. I understand. Did I see anything of interest or any world of interest as they were? She was doing that? No, you're just more taking in all the variety of people that are here. Okay. Uh, you do get a number of weird stares. Uh, when people stare at you, they often notice you and then try not to notice you. I stare back, um, not as a challenge, but... No, just like, don't ignore me. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you, you walk through the, uh, the Merchant District a little ways. You go past the fountain. The street narrows and then turns to your left, and on the corner is a small tavern. It is already fairly uh, loud, what you can hear from the inside. Um, there's definitely some like talking. There's a number of people crammed in, in there. The sign on the outside shows a dwarf holding two large mugs of ale, and then there's an X across it. I think that's the place we we're looking for. Sober indeed. What, uh, what's your, what's your play in here? What's the idea? What are we going to do? As I said, I'm really just looking for someone, um, and trying to spread the word in places, uh, of perhaps less than, less than high renown. Um, I might give you a warning. I think we're going to stick out like sore thumbs if we walk in there. So, maybe just have, uh. You know, a direct path to where you're thinking about going might be a good idea. We'll see what happens. I've got your back. All right, we're going to walk in. Walk in, you see a number of gruff-looking individuals sitting at tables, talking loudly, slapping each other on the back. Not necessarily drinking heavily right now, but it's near lunchtime, so many of them are involved in eating their lunch. There are all sorts of people here. Um... It's fairly busy right now due to it being lunchtime. Behind the main bar, you see a short, gruff-looking gnome walking around. His name is Gomar Bronzehammer. I'm going to walk in, and I'm kind of trying to play the stereotype right now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to walk in like I own the place. And I'm going to go up to the bar, and what's his name? Something Bronzehammer? Yeah, Gomar. Gomar. Uh, I'm going to walk up to the bar and, and... is it obvious to me that he's the proprietor? Yeah, it's very obvious. Okay. He's the only one there. There is there is some serving help. There's a girl or two there helping out, but I'm just gonna slap a gold piece down on the bar and I'm gonna say, Buttercup, Buttercup, keep my friend here's cup full, please. He looks up and goes, huh? Ah. I'm just gonna put my back to him and kind of walk away. Hey, what is he drinking? That's a question for him. Ah, jeez, humans. Who's your friend? Hey, hey, it's me right here. Hey. Okay, this gruff-looking dwarf with a sour look on his face. You see his eyebrows kind of rise lightly as he looks at the turtle. Uh, 
Uh, ye, uh, what, what can I get you? Well, you got anything stronger than the ale that your men are drinking right now? Yeah. That's what I want. It's going to probably cost uh, you a little bit more than that gold piece. I was going to so say, gonna have I'm going to walk back up to the bar and put four more gold pieces down and then walk back away. <laughs> you might be a smarter human than I thought, which is saying something. All right, I'll get your drink. Thank you, sir. He walks back and he grabs a small glass. You see him, like, bend down. You hear some rustling about, and he comes up, and he gives you a dark, thick, brown liquid. Oh! Hey, you got a spoon for that? Ah, you don't need a spoon, but you should sip it. All right. I'm going to while he's... I look right into his eyes, and I'll sip it. (laughs) I'm going to take a lap around the bar. He goes, uh, you had me there for a second. Yeah, We'll get along just fine. (laughs) Yep, what do you want, human? Oh, I didn't want anything to drink. I just, I walked away. Yeah, of course. So you're I'm gonna, great. I'm gonna, yeah. Well, I'm kind of trying right. to play the stereotype. Yeah. I'm gonna take a long walk around the bar, and just kind of take a look around and, and try to be Captain Obvious. Do the he's playing cards type. You know what I mean? Right. Um, <laughs> not, not, not such an idiot way to do it, but I'm trying to make myself very obvious. Okay. Um, and not quite intrusive is the wrong word, but I want I want people to know I'm there. Okay. Um. And that's just it. I do a lot. Do I see anybody? Um, engage me. I'll return the stairs if people are staring at me. They're a uh, roll perception check. Uh, it's a natural 19. Uh, 21. 21. Um, you do notice <coughs> one who is staring at you from okay. across the bar. I'll let him introduce himself. Ooh. To him. Well, or describe okay. yourself. What do you, what do you, you look so, like? So, uh, I'm Kren Garrett. Yay, welcome. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I am a uh, Azimer, and I'm a paladin. I uh, I wield a morning star, a vicious morning star. Um, I am... Like right ooh. now in the bar, you don't have it out. out well, I mean, it's, you know, yeah. it's... Hanging by your side or sure, on your back? Yeah, rest, it's, rest it's, 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 it's on my back. Okay. Yeah, it's on my back. Um, I, I am lawful, good, like straight as an arrow, and you can sense it. It's cut radiating oh, off clearly, the, yes. the goodness. Yeah. Just a hulking <laughs> badass. <laughs> Edits are available. Okay, so a hulking, <laughs> enormous, <laughs> good guy. What's your hair like? Is it like braided? Um, Is it short? Is it uh, long, flowing, dark blue hair? I have bronze ooh, skin. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Do you look humanish? Like your features are humanish? Uh, a, a, a little <laughs> bit. I mean, a little bit, other than the coloring. Right, and the um, hair. The, yeah, and the, and the hair. Um, so. How did we not notice this when we walked to the bar? <laughs> Because you're in a town of all Like I said, centers. we had a straight arrow. You were heading towards the bar. That you was still haven't noticed it. Yes. <laughs> and you're a turtle. Uh, you're kind of still more unique than he is. I, I carry myself. I'm definitely confident. I mean, just exude confidence. Like, I am not afraid of anything. I'm just okay. confident. I do what I can to instill confidence in others. So you see... See this Azamar off in the corner, and he's got his legs crossed and his yeah, arms back. folded on his chest, and he's just staring at you. And you look at him, and he winks. I'm keeping my eye on him as he's walking around, but I'm I'm also going to try to chat up the uh, 
the bartender. The bartender, if I get a chance. I'm going to approach. Uh, I'm going to walk up to his table, draw the chair opposite to him, and sit down without being asked if I'd like to sit down. Okay. Um, and summon the. I'm assuming there's a waitress or some serving person of some sort. Yeah, there's there's some waitresses uh, busting around. So I'm just looking drink. Garçon. One walks by, looks at you. Uh, it'll be a minute, and walks on. I'm gonna take a full gold piece and just kind of flip it on the table. Uh, it'll still be a minute. All right, your loss. She starts to walk away. And you, sir, how are you? Well, I'm very well now that you're here. may have taken a left turn on me. <laughs> <laughs> you and your friend there look like you're out for an adventure. Well, I don't know if that's the right word for it, but I am seeking someone. You don't appear to be from around here. I'm from all over. And where would all over be, exactly? Everywhere that's not here. You're a real wordsmith, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> the waitress comes back, grabs your coin, drops you a glass. That wasn't so long, now, was it? Nothing for me, thanks. For him, whatever he's drinking. Ah. She hands it to him, grabs your gold, takes off. Thanks for the water, friend. I see you drink the way I do. Can I hear them? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you are watching. Can I roll a perception? You just watched me you're watching, way overpay for water. <laughs> you're watching this awkward conversation. Because they're at the other end of the bar, right? Yeah, you're just watching this awkward con- It's not a big bar, remember? So you're watching this awkward conversation and just like, what is going on here? Yeah. I'm going to saunter my way over there with my dark, viscous liquid. <laughs> uh, sachet? Was it more of a sachet than nope. a saunter? Well, it's about all I can do, sauntering, because my leg's got to be bow-legged a little bit just to walk with the shell. So, so, so this the guy, liquid, you've noticed, i got to tell you, it starts off really bitter. Like, mm-hmm. extremely bitter. Uh, almost like you're, like, chewing on, on hickory nuts. Mm. Okay? Yeah, that would be bitter. That would be, yeah. But then it gets a little bit warm and hot, mm. and it finishes sweet and leaves your mouth just nice and smooth. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the bartender, be like, "You keep this uh, cup warm for me." I'm gonna shoot the rest of it down all in one gulp. He looks at you and goes, "Yeah, of course you do that." <laughs> uh, I might Someone, be back. Someone's fishing for a constitution check here. <laughs> I'm gonna walk down. I'm going to walk down to you guys. So this guy obviously is not who I was, the, the type of person that I was hoping for. Um, I'm going to still keep an eye on the room. Is there anyone I notice who might be a little more? So are you kind of disengaging with the I, conversation? I don't want to say I'm disengaging, but I'm, I'm keeping my eyes up, and I'm, lo- I'm looking for, uh, I'm hoping for So wait, let me get this right. This is that moment where you sit down to talk to, like, a girl or, or somebody like that. And you realize that maybe you don't want to talk to this girl, so you're just kind of like, kind of half ignoring him, or you still talk. I've, I've never had that problem, Chris. However, <laughs> <laughs> however, 
Um, no, I'm I'm looking for someone a little shadier. I think I miss I think I misread our friend here. Oh, <laughs> you mean no. the bright glowing blue <laughs> and bronze man? Well, I didn't realize you I, I could. Was be a shady person? I, didn't, I didn't realize I could see lawful goods. So no. if I if I had known that my perception was that good, this is interesting. As you roll a perception, okay. You don't get to. Funk. Uh, that would be an 11. Yeah. You notice that most of the people here, um, they seem to all know each other. Okay. They seem very familiar with one another. They all seem a little bit beat up. They've been living hard. And you don't get a sense of real shadiness. Yeah, roughness all over the place. Nothing out there is really looking at the ground. You're not noticing anything that makes you think that's a shady individual. It's a rough house. It's, um, yeah, it is, but there's not a, a dark feel to the place. Outside the bartender who's constantly scowling at everyone. Where could a man go for, a man with a strong back go for work around these parts? This, this looks like a crew who could handle some labor. Well, I, I think you've called that right, friend. These are all honest, hard-working people in this bar. A lot of people working the land, making their means. Not everybody's working the land. Some people are doing other kinds of work. And about this time, a large uh, tiefling, muscle-bound tiefling, walks over. What's your name again? Kren. Kren. says, Ah, I see... Uh, I see, Kryn, you found friends. Well, you know me. I've got nothing but friends. Yes. Well, you know, when Sobo comes calling, I have need of you, friend. Do you speak of the Stormbreakers? Yes. We are in the Stormbreakers bar, eh? And now I need you to escort with me, come back with me, because you are needed, um... Brahmus wants to see you. What does Brahmus want of me? We have a contract, of course. I didn't think it would be this soon. Ah, well, it is time. We need a, a job done, and uh, we need you to come immediately with you. <coughs> the irony of the whole situation is the gentleman you're sitting with is the one I need as well. Humans stand out like a sore thumb. I take it you are the man from the Silver Tap fight? No! As I arrive, <laughs> I'm the one from the uh, Silver Tap fight. Ah, of course you are. Total and I pat him on the back. Boom. Boom. Okay. My, my great friend here speaks through. Roll your roll a strength check. <laughs> are you trying it. to kill him? Because you can no. probably call that shot. <laughs> I got a 17. Okay. Yeah, it actually, you see him move a little bit. He kind of moves forward and like, ugh. Come oh. to you and goes, ah, friend, if it's a light to touch would be good. Uh, oh, sorry, I had that really dark liquid. Yeah. It was really good, but I think I'm feeling it. Wait, did dark thick liquid in a small glass? Yeah, yeah. Did you sip it? I started by sipping it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. well, it only took see. another 15 or so seconds to finish that one off. Anyway, um, Brahmus is in need of you, and I guess your friends I was looking for, too, so irony of ironies, this works out absolutely perfect. I was just about ready to head down to the Silver Tap, and, uh, or to the Noisy Dragon, 
and talk to you two. Why you would come here, fortune favors me. Who is Promise? That is for me to introduce to you to him later. He is the one of the leaders of the Stormbreakers, and we are in need of, um, so we say, good fighters. We heard about your exploits, and I'll let him fill you on the rest. It's not my job to really ask him why he needs you. All right. I'm Kren, and you are Sabir Al-Kalim. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. You may call me Sabir. Thank you, Sabir. Okay, both you two roll perception. Sweet. I'm Hyping. Hello, Hyping. I'm switching dice. I got a twenty-one. Twenty-one. Still something. Not much better. Okay, eleven. You notice? I'm sorry. That should have been insight. So what would that have been insight? Sorry. Twenty-four. Okay. Well, even better then. Okay. Uh, eight. Eight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you notice that when he says those things and you in he mentions his name Kren mentions his name he looks directly at Kren and a small smile creeps up on the side of his face and he kind of shakes his head and he goes of course you are Kren now let us be off follow me you three studs <laughs> alright I just need to settle up with the bartender but I'll catch up we've got it covered just catch up expensive I, I paid him five gold dear god <laughs> I find it best when what's Bros, Brosmir? Who's, who's Bromus. Bromus. I find it best when Bromus says it's time, it's time. Let's hit the road, gentlemen. Alright. Alright, he leads you out of the bar and through the merchant city and you head east through a large uh, road, once again passing one of the largest fountains you've seen. Um and then through one of the other gates that separates the merchant district from the main city and towards one of the towers, the three towers. Now in the main city there are three large towers. Uh, each tower represents one area that controls the city. And you head over to the first one on your left, which is a large, very robust tower. Um, they're circular in nature. They go up to the top. They've got uh, kind of a pointy top to them. At the very top of the towers, you see a little bit of an opening up to the sky. But you come to the main doors, and he actually heads to the left of the main doors, and left of the main doors into the tower is a smaller side door. And he opens that door and escorts you into it. It is a large room. Oh, we're going in one of the towers? Mm -hmm. Oh, this is really exciting, guys. It is, yes, it is very exciting. I've been uh, near these things, but I didn't know, I wondered what was inside of them. Uh, well, just on this side, we, we hold the uh, Stormbreakers, so this is where I'm taking you right now. This is our main office, and you will meet Bromus here. And he walks into this large room, and there's a number of individuals in various stages. Some are sharpening swords, some are gathering and discussing plans. You see a number of tables out, and there are groups around each of these tables, uh, kind of in... in various forms of preparation uh, and he takes you to the back of the large room and there's a small door and knocks on the door um, a few minutes later uh, a gruff looking not gruff looking sorry a dark skinned dwarf opens up with black dreads he says oh Sobo ha, so glad you made it yes I, whoa you have all three of them already that was quicker than what I thought bring them in bring them in bring them in and he opens ah. the door for you to come in. So what you're saying is I did have time to talk to the bartender. 
so you uh, you go in. It's a very Spartan-looking room. Uh, there's a large desk with various maps scattered around it. Behind it are various containers with a number of different scroll-like objects sitting in them. In one corner of the room is a blue orb off into one corner of the room that slightly glows. Uh, and there's four to five chairs in front of the desk. He motions to him, please have a seat, have a seat, please. My name is Bromus. It is good to see you. I can't get your name right, Kren, right? Kren. Kren, it is good to see you too. Please have a seat. Are you familiar with these two since they found you all together? We had just met ah, okay. when uh, Sobal uh, approached us. Uh, we were just beginning, just beginning to get acquainted. Well, please have a seat. Kren, I'll get with you in just a minute. Are uh, you the two from the Silver Tap battle that took place? I'm going to move behind the chair, but I'm not going to sit down. Listen, I, I know people of this town can be quite unkind to humans. I do not feel that way. I have some human friends. And I would appreciate you just relaxing and taking a seat. I'm not here to cause you harm. I'm here to offer you a job. I'll just... Uh, I'll have a seat. That's fine. Thank you. Yeah, we've, yeah, we've had a bunch of jobs recently. All right. I don't know if I have a seat for you. That's okay. I can stand. Okay. I'll go stand near the... The shell and everything. And move. Oh, I understand. Okay. I'm very comfortable standing. Stout legs. Very strong. Good for standing. So, Kren, I'll get you in a second. Uh, I, I heard about your exploits. I'll, I'll be very frank and straightforward. I don't want to mess words, but or mince words. We are we are down in number right now. We have many people that are out already on jobs. How much do you know of the Stormbreakers? Only your professional reputations. All right. So I assume you've heard of ours. I'm going to flash in my ring that shows that I'm I've served with the Royal Guard. Royal God, you do come from some standing. At one time. I know my way around both. Excellent, and then we have not wasted our Lizard man, then. Yeah, I know my way around. That's enough for me. Lizard folk breakers, I'll fill you in on how this works. We started out originally as an organization that was literally just trying to keep the peace at Cliffbreaker outside the walls. We were sent out to handle the monsters that were trying to break in. Very simple. Over time, we discovered that um, certain monsters had parts that were, shall we say, valuable to the mages of the world, to the mystic arts. So we started to develop ourselves not only into a protectorship for Cliffbreaker, but also for a business, a way for income. Over time, we have developed into a system of contracts. We sign warriors into contracts, some members and some not members of the guild. They perform tasks for us. They earn pay for it. In return, they bring back some of the parts, which we can then sell in the market and make profit from. We kill two birds with one stone, stone as you We protect Cliffbreaker, and at the same time, we earn some revenue for the city. Pieces of... Uh, monsters that uh, the mystics can buy. Right now we need help. Many of our Stormbreakers are out. We've had recently some issues out in the uh, the land that has required many of them to be gone. 
not necessarily for contracts, but just for protection purposes. And uh, we are in need of people to take care of other things going on. So, Corinne, I know, is one of us. As a uh, seasoned guild member, I know I can count on him pretty much when we call the answer. You are not seasoned guild members, and you are not even guild members, so you have a right to leave, but I can make this totally worth your while. In what way? In a gold way. Not to mention, if it depends on how good you perform. The gold way. I have suggested it could be very worth your while. I'm going to have to just spell it out for you then, eh? Would you like to know about the contract? Are you interested? I don't like to talk about these things unless I know that you're somewhat interested in this. We are somewhat interested. We are not, uh, you know, we are fans of coin. Crane, this is the contract I spoke with you about four or five days ago. Do you remember the party we sent out ahead of you? No. (laughs) (laughs) To remind you, we sent a party out ahead of them. They did not or were not successful. They have not returned. Uh, So this is our second attempt. Are you willing to take this on, Kren? With two newbies? Oh, I'm in. I figured you would be. You're always good for a, uh, a tussle. And I like, uh... <laughs> I like the new hair. Thank you. It's good on you. Maybe I'm missing something here, but... I really need to know the terms of this contract. Yes, let me explain the contract. So, have you heard of a Hydra? Yes. We have a no. Hydra... It's a large... I'm new to this country. It's a large monster with six heads. Oh. All right. Uh, Not quite... Don't cut them off. Don't cut the heads. Not quite as dangerous as a dragon, but definitely something to be wary of. We sent out a group about four or five days ago. We've not heard from them since. Uh, And usually they should have reported back or at least given some notice of what's happened. And uh, we're in need of another group to go out to either one, find them, or two, get means of this Hydra and take it down. For two reasons. One, the parts it has are quite valuable on the market. But more importantly, it's causing havoc for some of our merchants as they try to travel to some of the various cities outside of Cliffbreaker. What parts are are you looking for? That'll be listed in the contract. Price-wise, we'd be willing to spend pay you at least a thousand gold each for this. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get this straight. Yes. You've sent out one party already that hasn't you've not heard from and hasn't returned. Yes. One that you're willing to admit to. Yes, of course. You're willing people to pay die. a vast sum of gold, more than most people see in a lifetime. Yes. You're short-handed. Yes. And you want people you don't know to hunt this monster down? I want two people I don't know. But I've been spoken highly by Thornfair. You gotta understand this whole city is somewhat connected. We who have been here for a while, we talk. Word gets around. And then I also have another person. To survive, yes, I lose some money, but I gain some money from the parts that you harvest, if you harvest them correctly. Access to any open investigations you have within the city. (laughs) Just... Some files might be open while I'm not around. be natural too. Dice jail again? He seems honest. Yeah. Me, well, from Adam to say, 
I've worked for this man. He's good on his word. He's done very well by me. You may not know who the Stormbreakers are, but I assure you that becoming a member of the guild is worthwhile. And this is the first step on that path. Take that as you will. I couldn't care less about the guild, but uh, I do have need of some active investigation. Let me put it this way. You are definitely doing me a favor. And I will remember that favor. I am paying you good for this. I am not comfortable with owing a man only favor when I know there's gold he should be owed as well, too. All right. Well, I suppose I'm in in that case. If you'll follow me over to the globe, please. Ooh, blue orb! Blue orb! When you take a contract with us, you are bound to this contract. You will have four days to complete this. And within four days' time, if you're able to get back, I will give you a bonus on top of the 1,000 gold. You'll get a 200 gold bonus for being back within four days. After that point, it is 1,000. If you are longer than five days, the amount of gold you get does start to diminish. By how much? 100 a day. Is this unfair? Ping, I leave it to you. It is not gold I seek. I just, you know, just want the gold for the ice. That sounds fair. Okay. How far away is this uh, Hydra that we're looking for? We should get you that. We should be okay then. Do you have a means of transport or are we hoofing it? Uh, I was hoping you'd have a means of transport. So hoofing would be what I would think. I can provide you with some horses. Well, there you go. Motor transportation. Can you ride a horse? I can try. We've <laughs> never done it, but that's never stopped me before. <laughs> I'll be Maybe a wagon would be better for you. <laughs> the mules work, work very well, too. They're much stronger and they're, they're better with the footing. So that might be something you need. We'll try a mule. <laughs> All right. So if you'll take your first finger, he goes up to the total first and says, take your index finger and your middle finger, put them together and place them on the blue globe. Blue globe, thank you. All right, when you do that, you feel a sharp... Check to see if it actually hurts. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) But it doesn't hurt. In fact, it feels nice. (laughs) But you see a little bit of red around with the blue and it becomes a little bit of a purple tint and then dissipate. As they're doing this, I'm watching what so uh, roll an inside check. Or brown brown. Uh, seventeen. It is like you're watching somebody return money <coughs> for you at a market. It is routine. It looks very routine. He's not even flinching. It just seems very normal to him. All right, so the red comes out and gets in there and mixes around. When you pull your fingers away, you have a tattoo on your first finger and your middle finger. It glows slightly blue. (coughs) Next, now you, please. Uh, If you feel uncomfortable, Kren, please. Yeah, he puts his finger on there. Another little spurt of blood or red comes out (coughs) into the globe. I must warn you... um, I don't know how this works, <coughs> this but I am sworn, I am sworn to another, and if, 
if the contract I'm about to make the before I do this. This contract in my hopes is for merely four or five days. You are you are leaving a small taste of your blood inside this globe. And it's merely for us to be able to contact you in need. It will allow us to track where you are and make sure you're still alive. For the four days. Well. Or until the contract is complete. Until the contract is complete. When you come back, you'll put your fingers on here and the contract will be at an end. Alright, I'll do it. Yeah, I know you I'll look uncomfortable so about it, but it's only for a few days. We're gonna right. go we're gonna go defeat this Hydra, then we'll be back. Alright. And if you get nervous you can always chop your fingers off. <laughs> Just teasing. <laughs> This is I'm a good point. Not exactly <laughs> sure that's how it works. <laughs> Alright, I'm ready to do it. Alright. He placed fingers on there, same thing. You release your fingers and you see a small tattoo on your middle finger and your, your pointer. When the lights went out on the last party you sent out, do you have a, a, a final location of where they should be? I better than that have a map I'm going to show you of the tra of the route you need to take to get to the place that you're going. Uh, it should be very easy to follow. It's one of the main roads the merchants use. You'll just be veering off of it a little bit. We think its lair is up um, up the mountain a little bit from the main road. We've been having the merchants, as I said, it's attacked the merchants on various uh, uh, various times, and that's why we need to take care of it. Sounds good to me. All right. Um, if you'll see the Mount Sobo, uh, Sobo will see to all of your needs. He'll make sure you have the map and the horses and the mule. And you can be on your way whenever you're ready. If you should need supplies, we do offer some supplies. Why don't you keep it? Alright. I'm okay with him. Me. This way, please. Corinne, um, will you see that these men are outfitted, please? Absolutely. We want to take them over to the supplies shop in the back. Get the tents and things there. Uh, the standard healing potion, one apiece, uh, that you may grab. Oh, that's great. And then, um, you know, leave when you are ready, but the sooner you get going, of course, the better it will be for all of you. I wish you luck. It is good to meet you, too. I hope you live. Uh, we hope we live too. Thanks. The tiefling walks away. So we get a potion of healing. Yep, you just get a potion of healing. So you hit the supplies. Uh, they provide you with basic tending and bedding. Um, they do that for all of the people that they send out. There's a quartermaster in the back. Cool. Make sure that you get what you need. Thought I was making sure they. All right. So you guys get your equipment from the quartermaster. You uh, get your mule and the horses. You're just about ready to leave, and you see um, Sobo come running up to you. He goes, "Ah, oh, good, I caught you, friends. Uh, you must take this um, this contract too. This is these are the things we need, and you will need this bag to take with you. We would like you to harvest these things from the Hydra once you get there. Uh, we need the fangs. Very important. If you can harvest them, that would be most helpful. Um, How many fangs? If it's got six heads." Uh, there are two large fangs in each head, from what we understand. So there should be twelve. Okay. As many of the scales as you can harvest from the underbelly. The eyes, if possible. 
Again, with the eyes, as many as we can get? Uh, yes, as many as you can get. Again, all these can be sold on the market. This is one of the reasons we can pay you what we can pay you. Uh, the tongue, or should I say tongues? The claws, and most important, the hydra fundamentum. The what? The hydra fundamentum. It is a, a part of its throat cavity. There's a diagram on the contract that will show you where to harvest it. Uh, any of you good with medicine? I know Crin is, is somewhat decent. Uh, I'm pretty good with medicine, but does it have a procedure on how to do it in the contract as well? Uh, the contract has a general location and a sketch for you to follow. Alright. Is the fundamentum like the throat itself, or is it something in the throat? It's something inside the throat. Do we cut or scrape? Do you know? It, it says here, I believe that you, you tear away the scales, and then you open the, uh, the interior muscle and you get to its throat cavity, and in there you'll find the Hydra Fundamentum. And it'll be obvious. It, it should be obvious. As you see, okay. it's a glowing section right there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see that. The, right. the problem is going to be removing it. That's quite difficult, because if you crack it... Uh, oh, it's so no it's use. a solid thing. It's a solid thing, It's not a yes. squishy thing. It's one of the magical aspects of the Hydra. Oh. Oh, so the thing that maybe makes its heads come back. Oh. Possibly. I am not good with the mystical arts, so... Oh, all right. Well, is, you know. All right, well, thanks. Anyway, put everything in this bag, if you would, please. And, um, yes, that would be fantastic. The bag should preserve the things until you get back. This bag doesn't look big enough to put all that stuff in. Uh, it will fit most of the things. Huh. It's tough. All right. It'll be good. Oh. All right. Put it... All right, gentlemen, have a wonderful oh, no. trip, and I uh, hope you live. Alright, yeah, thanks. Why does everybody keep saying that to us? You're apparently here still, right? You've done a few of these before, Kryn? In my experience, when someone tells you they hope you live, they really don't care. Kryn is, um... <laughs> he looks at, at him and kind of laughs. He's, he's a tough one. Alright. Good luck, Kryn. Thank you, my friend. We'll see you in a bit. You will. Alright, so you head out, um... Uh, you're heading out back out through town. You you go out back to the merchant district. You need to head out through the east gate. Sorry, so you're going the opposite way. You make your way through Drox Inn, which is a fairly ritzy higher end establishment where a lot of the wealthier people of the town live, and on into the grovels and out through the eastern gate. Um, you follow the eastern gate, and just to speed things along a little bit, uh, you travel for about a half a day away from Cliffbreaker. I should say before that, just about the time you start to pass through the eastern gate. Would you like to explain what happens, Craig? Um, they're kind of in front of me because they're following the map. He has the map. And uh, not paying much attention to me. And I kind of ride up and they see the armor that I was wearing before but it's now in a female form. I had a spell that was cast over me uh, that made me appear to be male. I'm actually female. Oh. Still tough as nails. Still well known in the guild. Still very good at what I do. Just my gender's changed. What, what was the point of that? I don't know. All right. Uh, we, we, we find when we're recruiting um, 
there are some prejudices when it comes to uh, gender and you know the 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 monk that trained me was a female so hey like I know that there are some women out there that can hold their own we we know some things about each of you but we didn't know that many things and didn't know whether that would be a problem or not I don't give a sh- darn fantastic let's go kill a hydra so you travel about half a day's journey from Cliffbreaker, um, and about half a day out, you come to a place known as the Giant's Causeway. It is marked by a large arch, stone arch, about 15 to 20 feet high, with a fire burning below it. Um, there is a small, maybe 15 to 20 feet off to the side, there's a small little like uh, house where some men have been stationed. Um, this is known to you as the beginning of what's called the neutral zone. Um, from your past or what little you do know, there is a, a iffy, tenuous treaty between the frost giants in the Silver Spine Mountain Range and Cliffbreaker. And this is the end of Cliffbreaker's expansion area, you could say, and the beginning of the neutral zone. Okay. At this point, I'm going to pull the rest of my armaments out of the bag of holding that I have and just gear up, basically. All right. Yeah, me too. You continue on and... <laughs> I'm going to cock my elbows. Pow, pow. And get, Load get those, those guns, guns, baby. Get, Load those guns. Get, get, those, get those hands ready. It is a... Should uh, I roll out of animal handling to see if I stay on this mule? <laughs> Actually, the mule's easier to ride than the horses. His footing is great. We're good so, to go. So I don't think you'd have too much trouble with that. Um, Must be a hoss, too, because I, I, I weigh a pretty penny. <laughs> yeah, I'll roll for the mule. <laughs> that sounds great. 19. The mule is doing great. I got the hardiest mule they had. Stout. I had the war, the war mule. The, the war, war mule. <laughs> Although probably not the happiest the mule. mule. Right the Clyde's happy. Mule. Yeah, the Clyde's Mule. <laughs> um, okay, it is an overcast day. Uh, to continue, as you continue on the trail, it becomes more covered with snow. What little green was on the pathway gets covered in snow, and rockier crags start to appear, jetting out of the snow. Uh, it is getting colder and colder as you travel, and you're starting to notice that you start to, you start to incline up a little bit as you travel up the side of one of the mountains. <clears throat> After about three-fourths of the day, you come across um, a large falls area. There is a river to the to the side, and there, the pathway goes across the top edge of the falls, and it passes over seven small falls that each have a little bridge built across them, because of the way this is the way that the merchants would travel. Uh, in the distance, you can see large um, large stalagmites of ice kind of jetting out of the scenery and the temperature once again begins to drop. Uh, you cross through uh, the various or, or past this lake to your right and over these little seven little waterfalls uh, and it continues to get colder and colder and you can tell you're heading up to a higher elevation. The air is not thin but it's not quite as easy to breathe as it once was. It's starting to get dark and it's about time for you guys to settle in for the night. So, what would you like to do? Well, 
I suppose we better set camp. Agreed. All right, where would you like to do that? <clears throat> what, uh, do we see a place that we convenient, maybe with a maybe a cave or something with a little bit of shelter and overhang or something? Hey, guys, want to perform a search real quick? Well, I was going to say, can I use any of my experience? Because, I mean, I've been around these areas. Yeah, roll with advantage. That's cool. Roll with advantage. Right? Yeah. Which one? Survival? To roll. Um, he's roll. Yeah, survival. Yeah. Um, eleven plus four, fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, you find one of these, and if I can describe, there's like the ice is literally jetting out of the ground, and it's like a twenty foot spine. It almost looks like a dragon spine coming out of the ground, and there are a number of them coming out right next to each other. And so you kind of find an area underneath that where you might be able to kind of somewhat hide your presence away from others, and and protect yourself from some of the wind. All right. Okay. So I guess we got to feed the horses and lash Settle them to down. whatever we can lash them to. All right. Sounds good. Pitch tents and all that kind of okay. good stuff. Okay, so you pitch the tents, you settle the horses. Uh, the wind is picked up and the temperature is dropped once again. Uh, Kren, this is not abnormal. The farther east that you travel up the side of the mountain, the colder it usually tends to get. But there definitely is a larger howling wind than there was before during the day. Um, and you settle in. How do you guys want to do this tonight? Probably three shifts, one watch per. Sounds good. All right, who's going to take the first shift? I'll, I'll take the first shift. I'll take second. Uh, I guess I'm an early riser. All right. Um, first shift, go ahead and roll your perception. Kren? That is a five. A five? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Amazing enough that everything passes just fine. It's pretty boring. You actually, the howling winds make it so hard to really even hear much, and the darkness comes. Um, do you have dark vision? I do. Okay. So you can see, but the howling winds kind of keep you from hearing much, and you kind of just zone out with the white noise in the background of the howling winds and before you know it you've kind of spaced out and your shift is up and the total is coming over to like kind of wake you out of your daydream you walk up to him hyping and he's just staring off in the distance hey there buddy lost in thought how you doing Kryn? it's my turn I think I think it is natural alarm clock here <laughs> alright go ahead and roll perception 21. That dice you got me was very nice. Yeah, it's very not nice. doing well for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything everything proves pretty uneventful. You actually keep keep watch really well. You're very aware of what's going on, and even through the howling winds, you're able to kind of decipher some of the noises going on around you, um, and everything passes without much problem. Okay. I'm actually gonna when you I'm gonna go wake you up and say, hey. Uh, I'm just sleeping inside my shell tonight anyway. I can stay right here if you need something. You can just tap me awake. It's faster in case something happens. All right. Will do. You can even sit on top of the shell if you want. I'm a little bit warmer than these rocks. <laughs> I noticed. That's, that's not the bad idea. <laughs> so I'll go ahead and I guess I'll, I'll sit up on him and kind of keep an eye out. Okay. The uh, days are short and the nights are long here. So the night is continuing. You're on the third shift. Roll your perception. Uh, now, do you have dark vision? I do not. Okay, so roll disadvantage. 
Well, that's going to suck then, because that's a 10. Uh, yeah, well, 10, so perception, I think I got a uh, 12 total. You okay. took a natural 20. I did. Oh, yeah, so look at your face, you rolled a natural 20. You got I don't know why you rolled against me, but... Um, all right, so everything passes. In the first hour, everything seems pretty fine, and, and you're having the, a... Did I get the benefit of a long rest out of that? Yeah, you guys have all had long rests. You're, you're fine. Yeah, you haven't expended anything, so you should all be max hit points and stuff. Yeah, and um, about an hour into your shift, you can see the jewel coming out of the turtle shell once again. But you also hear noise inside of his shell, like fitful dreams. Like he's definitely not having a very restful dream. Uh, and his shell every once in a while shakes, and it starts to kind of like occupy your interest. Like what all is going on with him right now? Piping's kind of moving around. You hear noises inside, and he's grumbling and talking to himself a little bit. Um, it's about that time you hear something behind you, some type of noise behind you, some rustling in the background. What do you want to do? Uh, I am going to... It's about 15 feet off. It's just rustling? It's not... It's not rustling. It's like a, a movement off in the distance that you can hear. You can't really see much. You think you may see a shadow, but you're not for sure because of your, your vision right now. And the howlings make it difficult to tell what type of boom is taking on, but you've got the inkling of something off in the distance that's going about 15 or 20 feet ahead of you. It's only 15 or 20 feet. I'll probably just draw my sword and go investigate it. All right. Um, yeah, so roll your perception against mine. Let's see what happens here. That's uh, cocked. Actually, wait. Would I just roll against your passive perception if I'm trying to surprise? Tell me. I mean, if, I you, think that's if you're trying to surprise, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to surprise. I'll roll. I'll roll for the. Okay. Yeah, I roll a natural one. So yeah, you're walking up <laughs> stealthily, and just about that time, you see this large form kind of stumble a little bit, and then stand back up, and right in front of you, you find a yeti who screams, <laughs> notices these, or giving away a surprise. <laughs> roll initiative. <clears throat> Wheat. Ah, uh, that sucks. Uh, eight. That's right. I rolled six, so you might actually beat that. Okay. All right. Does this, does this roar wake you've got side? the um, you got the initiative. Okay. Uh, I guess with the roar, roar yeah, you hear roars all around you at that time. Once the first roar goes off, the other roars go off. So roar perception the above other a ten. Roars go off. Yeah. What other roars? I only heard one roar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, above a ten, and you hear it, and you wait. Yes. I would actually probably at this point I would use. Nope. Snarling away. I'd use my movement. I'd probably run back and duck behind his shell, putting my katana back and drawing my longbow. I guess I'll just fire. So you're gonna run back behind his shell? Can we get some figures real quick and just so we know basic? Yeah. Or you or theater of the mind? What's your choice, guys? Oh, that's fine. I can do Hey, look, I'm an orc. So we can see it. Do you need the map out? Um, I think we can just do it on the yeah, Okay, good. Just approximate. Right. We'll use some dice <coughs> and rocks. Here's your Yeti. Oh, sweet. Well, there's three of them, so that's perfect. That's Yeti you're up against. Do you have your characters? I'm the orc. Okay. Crondud's over there. Crondud is... It's right in front. Middle. Right here. There we go. What are you, a female Asimov? Yeah. 
So somewhat human shaped. I mean, I Rage guess actually human. These glasses are going to be the ice. Am I what? That was jetting out of the ground. No, I'm I'm Marshall. Marshall and melee. Two of them there. And then you guys are right here. You were asleep. Mace. You're down. It's about 15 feet Morning out. star. Actually, I mean, he's big, but uh, Otham would probably be just yeah, fine. Because I, I think he's got a mace. Yeah. Oh, here we go. That's and that'll work too. So you want us to roll initiative too? Uh, Even though we don't get it on this first round? You will get it on this first round, but yeah, you have initiative after that. Okay. So I ran back though. <laughs> and I, yeah. I I'm going a, to let fly. I got a natural 20. He got a 1. <laughs> nice. Are you kidding? I'm going to let fly with. I get two attacks, right? I'm going to let fly with two. Get two attacks, right? Oh, there we go. So high ping eventually will go first, followed by Sabir. And you don't have night vision. You do have night vision. Uh, I do not believe I do. You don't. So. Okay, so without night vision, I think you're at disadvantage at night with attacks, Chappy. Oh well, I didn't wake up. Never mind. Uh, do you have night vision? You don't either. I do don't you? think I do. I do, but I have something that can help us, but. I gotta wake up first. They're not close enough that I'd be able to see them. I mean, it's I mean, you whatever. can still shoot at them, but there's just gonna be more dark objects in front of you. All right. Well, you had a fire going, right? If you, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you talk yeah. about yeah, that one in front of you. No, fine. that one in front of you, you could see. That'd be fine. Okay. Yeah, two now. Why is it not telling me? I could have sworn I had two attacks. And Kren, you are last. Well, I guess that's what I get for not knowing my character. So well, what level are you? Eight. Yeah, you got to have two attacks. If you're a fighter. Well, we played it that way last time. Too. You have two attacks. I know you do. Well, the first one is probably not going to hit uh, four. No, you're regular, not disadvantage. No, if you've got the fire, you can you can shoot that guy. Oh, okay. Well, the first one was still, it was a ten then. Okay. Yeah, that's that first one's a miss. You can get a good beat. You were like, oh, I'm sorry. No, I didn't add my bonus. It's a twenty. All right, well, that kind of helps <laughs> add your bonus. Uh, yeah. And then the second one That's gonna be a hit. is going to be a 21. That's going to be a hit, too. And that is going to be D8 plus 5. So I'll roll two of them. Uh, four, five, 15 points of damage total. All right. Yeah, the bonus off. Duh. Okay. You said 15 points? Yes. All right, so that's a... I can do math. There we go. <laughs> so has all right. So your first your first shot, arrow shoots out, nails right into his left uh, left shoulder. The third shot, not quite as good, but still good, slices him on the side of the ribs. You hear him howl in rage in the middle. You hear other howls off in the distance from your left and from your right. Hey Dude. guys, I pissed him off. Does, right. any, does any of this wake me up yet? Because I'm still asleep. I rolled a nine. You rolled a nine. On your so first I'm still asleep. Yeah. Uh, all it means is that that he's um, he's up and ready to go, and it's going to take you one round to kind of wake up. You're waking up. You're just not up and ready to go. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So starting at the top, high ping. It actually it works out just fine because you're at the end. Day. You rolled a one, so yeah. that's fine. High ping. Why don't you go ahead and go first? Hey. So I 
I pop up. That's my bonus action. I can. Or actually, wait. The Yeti gets to go, and then you get to go because they have All this right. interaction first. My bad. Okay, he's going to charge up and attempt to slash at you. Um, Do I get half cover because of his turtle shell? Ah, jerk is magic. That's where I yes. went there. <laughs> yes, you do get half cover. You genius. I am a boulder. Okay, so plus five to whatever your armor class is. Um, his first attack, he's going to go up and try to claw you with his massive claws. And that would be uh, three, which is a negative. And his second claw attack would be a 23. Dang. 24, actually. Uh, yeah, he hits. Sigma's five. Five. Okay, good deal. Um, two, one, five. It's going to be seven points. No, six points of damage. Six points of damage. Ooh, whopping. That didn't feel good. Now, wait, wait. One, six, plus four, slashing damage, plus 1d6 cold damage with his claw attack. Did not know that. Seven, nine points of damage. Sorry, total. My bad. I'll get my characters down. All right, so the first claw attack, he swings at you and just duck out of his way. And the second claw attack, he comes up with it and catches you as you duck down, slashes you across the side of the shoulder. You feel this searing cold pain, like, reach inside of the slash marks, almost like freezing kind of like the inside of your shoulder and numbing it a little bit. All right. Next up, top of the order, hi, Ping. All right, I pop my head out. Whoa, whoa, what's going on? I hop up. Okay. And I probably saw him uh, get slashed. <laughs> so I am going to... I'm going to punch away at the guy that's literally right in front of me, right? Like, Yeah, the one that he's attacked me. already. All okay. right. I got a... Let's, uh, 15 to hit. Uh, yeah, that's a hit. And my second... Uh, it's a natural one. Okay, so that's a mess. So first I, will, hit. I will stop with that. For seven damage with the first punch. Ouch. Nice hit. All right. You just, arms, legs pop out. Head pops out. You hop up to your feet. Go for the double punch. And you nail him in the back of the, uh, back of the uh, knee. And you see his right leg just kind of crunch down in on him. Nice. Okay, good hit. Uh, next up, Sabir. So how far away am I from him at this point? Are we in melee, or can I... You said you oh, backed up and me. jumped behind him. Well, I so, had jumped behind him, yes. Yeah, he's got a five-foot reach. So he, he reached you. So I guess you would still be in melee. Well, I would say that you could exit out of melee, because yeah. he basically got jumped in front of you and started involving in melee. So yeah. Okay. You're, how you, tall are these things? Um, that's a good question. Are they a large creature? Just oh, a bigger... Large, but they're eight or nine feet tall. Okay. Yeah. So they're just a like, bigger medium. Kind of like yeah, eight Goliath, or nine yeah. feet. Gotcha. That's probably pretty good. Okay. So if I don't have to use a disengage action, I can just move. I am going to move... I'm going to move back... Crap. I'm going to move back here towards so my around new friend. Around ice. Yeah. Back here toward my Spikes. new friend... And I am going to fire uh, two arrows. Okay. Um, which I Go. do have. I finally found it. Uh, so the first one I'm going to fire a regular arrow. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a 22 to hit. That's a hit. And the second one I'm going to fire an arcane shot. I'm going to shoot a an enfeebling arrow at him. Also a 22 to hit. 
Yeah, it's both hit. So. Feebling, that sounds good. I always feel like my monsters have more to offer, and then, like, you just cut into them, man. So the first one did nine points of damage? Yeah, of course it did. And the second one. (laughs) It's a good thing you have three. Takes two, seven. I thought it was giving you too much. I'm like, I should add a fourth. Uh, let's see, 7 plus 2d6, no, that wasn't right. Yeah, 2d6 necrotic. So 7, so 7 points of piercing damage, and then an additional 7 points of necrotic damage. So you did 9 shot. plus additional 14. Correct. All right. Um, holy moly. Okay, so describe, your first arrow was your normal arrow. You just sink another one right by the one in his Yeah, I tried to back thing. off to partner myself up with him a little bit. Yeah. Um, draw and fire, and then just kind of Legolas styles. I kind of get my bearings and know where I am. Just draw right. and fire immediately again. But as I draw the arrow from the quiver, I imbue the arrow with uh, some green arcane en- arcane energy. Actually, it'd be black arcane energy in this case. Okay. Um, take it back and just let it go. I'm aiming as much as I can just for center mass. Yeah, it blasts into his chest, and you see the arcane energy just implode inside this guy and little beads of blood start appearing all over his fur around his chest area you did massive damage and he's just he's hurting that was a great hit okay next up uh the yetis all right um he looks at the two of you (coughs) and stares right at you um who gosh who'd he go after (laughs) Yeah, he's gonna stare right at at the at the turtle at Hyping. He stares right at you, and he just gazes into your eyes. Make a Constitution roll. A DC of thirteen. Natural twenty. Noise. <sighs> okay. Yeah, you start to feel um, this paralyzing cold start to take over. Um, you are cold-blooded. Yeah, and so just as it starts to seep into you and the pain starts to increase from the freezing cold, you're somehow able to like find a reserve inside of you and center your heat in the center of you and avoid that cold and shake it off and continue continue working. Take that last shot of the good stuff. All right. Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> the other yetis on the sides. This yeti on the right is going to come charging in. <laughs> And then this guy is going to come charging over towards um, oh, thank goodness. Kern and <laughs> Sadir. All right? So you're still coming aware, so he's going to strike at you, the archer, because so you're the one moving. Before you fighting. strike, did I actually notice, was he really trying to look it right into my eyes like I could tell? Yeah, he was okay. giving you a death stare. Do I get a free action? Can I yell a free action? Sure. Avert your eyes! Something's chilly over here. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and going after you, Sabir. First attack is going to be a 13 to hit. Miss. Second attack is going to be another 13 to hit. Score. So two swipes. <laughs> and he just misses you, partly because he's Matrix. trying to reach over and attack you over Kern's form. Um, Kern's form, sorry. And the next guy over here is going to attack uh, Hyping for a 15. Nope. Golly, and a 13, so that's a miss as well. So, oh, ironically enough, great. a 13 hits, but a 15 doesn't. No, 
Worst armor All right. ever. Worst <laughs> attacks ever. All right. Um, Crane, you're up. So I've got my, my mace and my morning star. Yep. I hate to bring this up, but you've got three or two of them attacked, right? Uh, chilling Gaze is the first one that he did. Remember? I'm sorry. My yep, apologies. You're fine. Yeah, that's right. And I would love to attack you. Yeah, I'm sure you would. I, I'd like to roll higher than a seven, so that'd be great. So I've got both weapons. I get two attacks. Yeah. The two attacks, is that I attack with each weapon twice, or I get... So the way it works is you can attack with both weapons. Just the second weapon that you attack with on one of your attacks, the second weapon you attack with would not get your strength bonus. Now your second attack, you could only use one weapon. So basically you have three attacks. Gotcha. Two will get your strength bonus for damage, and one will get no strength bonus. Gotcha. Unless you have... Do you have what? What was the uh, thing you took as a fighter? What was your um, fighting stance? Oh, or did you get a fighting I stance? Don't, not, I didn't get he's, it. He's not You're a fighter. Paladin, though, he's right? I'm a paladin, and I uh, did you take dueling or archery? Just a random smite. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got some okay. attack spells. I mean, I could. I could For right throw. now, just you can do your normal attacks, but I think I, you have some form of fighting I've got, stance. I've got extra attack for special okay. and divine spot. Divine. Sp- Smite. When you hit with a melee weapon attack, you can expend one spell slot to deal 2d8 extra radiant damage to the target, plus 1d8 for each spell level higher than first. First. Okay, so. Um, and. First, second, it's not or third. Dead or fiend, so. But that's only when you hit, it releases. So you don't waste it if you don't hit. Is that right? Uh, that's It says when you hit. Okay. Um, so you got your three attacks. Go for it, man. All right. Are you so, doing your dual welding, right? Yeah, I'm doing okay. dual welding. So uh, we'll go with uh, with the mace first. Uh, I'm sorry, we'll go with the uh, vicious morning star first. Okay. And that's a 19. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when he rolls a natural 20, it's seven additional damage. So. <laughs> yeah. So 19 plus damage. Yeah, that's that, it. That hits. Okay. Okay. So the morning star hits with a 19. Yeah. And nice. the mace is a 12. Uh, what's my modifier on that? You rolled a twelve. I rolled a twelve. That's a, that's a hit. That's a hit. Okay. Yeah, so two hits. Um, all right. So the morning star is one d eight plus three. So that's seven total. Okay. And with the, your strength modifier. Uh, strength modifier is plus three. So seven plus three ten. Yeah. Okay. Your second one, you don't get the no strength, strength modifier. Uh, oh, wait, wait, that wasn't, that's supposed to be a 1d6, sorry. That's right. 1d6 plus 3, 9. So 9? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And then, uh, so then for my second attack, I'll use the Morning Star again. And I probably missed, that's a 4. Yeah, that's a miss. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so you just roar up and you take your, your Morning Star, you swing it around and smash in the side of his head right off the bat and you just see his head like flop to the side the fur that he has on the side of his head and the horns he has these two giant horns kind of blocks some of the blow so it doesn't do as much damage as it could have but definitely a good a good amount of damage and you said you have a mace for the other one yeah and you take your right other mace, the other way yeah right the other way right his head goes one way right the other way right into his side and you just you feel kind of a crunch when you hit inside of his rib cage um, and he, he screams in pain and anger fantastic all right fantastic hit are you kidding me 
<laughs> okay, back at the top of the order. Let's just beat up the Yetis. All right. Might take a picture. I'm gonna go ahead and. Uh, how bad? Uh, how bad is this guy looking in front of me? The, the one that's been shot. He's rough. A times and he's rough. He's really Not rough. bloody, but rough. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and try jumping up in the air and like kicking him as high as I can. Okay. Uh, in an attempt to then move my fury of blows over to the next one if I knock this guy down. Okay, gotcha. I'm going to do my first two attacks on this guy. Okay. I got a 19 and a 14. Hit and hit. Ooh, sweet. Natural armor is not good armor, folks. Beef up the yetis if you play with them. That is 6, 6, 3, 15 damage. All right. He is... You you jump up, you said to kick? Yeah. First kick, kick, jaw breaks. You feel it crack underneath your foot. And the second kick comes around the side of his face. You see his eyes kind of blank out a little bit. He is up, but barely, barely aware of what's going on. Well, with uh, Flurry of Blows, I'll use a key point for Flurry of Blows. Uh, Where is that? There we go. I get two more attacks. We got a twen- non-natural 20 on that one. And how do you want to do this? All right. I want to roll the dice. I got had, six had, more damage. He had one hit point. <laughs> so you flurried a blow at him quite well. So I was going to try to, as I jumped up and I kicked him, maybe like push off of him to get the last hit on this other guy next to him. Okay. Because I so get one more, one more hit. The first hit, crack right across the skull, right in the middle of his skull. And you just feel his skull crack. Eyes roll over. He falls down. As he falls, you use your feet to push off him and leap over towards the other guy. And try to kick him across the face with a one. Ah! And you <laughs> fly right over top of him, and you are now slightly behind him. All right. I assume that's the one that went You down. just misjudged. There's a little bit of slight snowfall. <laughs> you fly across him, miss completely, and just land on the other side of him. Okay. All right. Which means I probably can't use my drunken technique because I got a one. Is that right? <laughs> I would guess a okay, one kind of was fine. a botch. Yep, so. that's fine. Sabir, you're up. I'm going to... Okay, can, so, I, can I yell at him real quick? Or free action, go for it, yeah. So, hey, you know, send an arrow towards towards Ping. I can handle this one. How about I got this? Or I got this. Or, <laughs> or, I'm going to monologue. <laughs> um, all right, so... Did Alex just steal a kill? I think he might have. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he just stole a kill. I think I started that kill. No, I started that kill. But that's okay. You can... <laughs> um, yeah, I will... Um... Any fights. <laughs> what do I want to do? I mean, certainly, I'll take your help here, but, I mean... <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't just... want to steal another kill from Well, you. he's the one that just attacked <laughs> me, though. Um... It's not much stealing when he runs away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna drop my. I'm just gonna drop my bow in the snow, um, draw my katana, and just try to go for two hits with the katana. Okay. Three uh, attacks. Sweet. <laughs> First one is a twenty-four. It's a hit. Second one is a twenty-four. That didn't suck. Uh, <laughs> you guys, <laughs> this is like. <laughs> <laughs> so that's six, nine, and t- uh, nineteen points total. Yeah, that's gonna. 
So I just kind of drop the bow, draw the katana, and just I try to go across his chest. And then when I come back up, I just go the other way. I kind of just, I try to put him basically an X on his chest. You, yeah. you uh, zero him in the chest. A little bit. A little okay, bit. gotcha. That's exactly what happens. Swipe, swipe. You make two nice clean cuts across his chest, leaving a nice large X with the skin slightly peeling away from his body. Uh, he screams in agony and then glares with anger at you. And that brings to the Yetis. I think turn. I made him mad. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying it again. He stares intensely into your eyes. Roll, make a constitution check. Can I do it with advantage since he told me not to look in his eyes? Well, no, you were supposed to do that before you attacked. Uh, and yeah, it would be hard to... <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, that's a natural 19. Gosh. <laughs> yep. Unless well, he's got wait, a minus... Wait, wait, wait. wait. I was going to say... Unless I might he's got have a minus 7. <laughs> you said it was a con check? Yeah. Oh, no, it's flat, so 19. Yep. Okay, so you start to feel the cold gripping you as well. Um... But after swiping him so hard and slashing him twice, you feel no fear from him. And you just, like, resolve yourself and stand firm. Uh, No damage taken. Okay. Uh, The other Yeti is going to go for... Turn around and take two attacks against uh, Hyping. Oh, my gosh, guys. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh. We love it. We love a DM that can't roll dice. <laughs> I want you to see this because I changed my dice and went for my nice metal ones. Tell me that's two natural ones. Two oh, natural, natural ones. ones. I've nice. never done that in that's my life. That's impressive. Yeah. So, um, Does he just die <laughs> right where he's standing? <laughs> no. Punch um, himself? <laughs> Stop hitting no, yourself. But you have advantage on your next attack. He, he, he looks into an icicle. <laughs> Yeah. The stare. He was going for a double claw attack, but when you like left to kick, like he was expecting you to be against his friend, and when he goes in for the double claw attack, you just flew over his shoulder, and he goes in, and his claws just rake his friend's body as it falls, oh. and just does even further damage, and he's completely doesn't even know where you've gone. And, so and you now he's surprised. Done, now he's done emotional damage attack. to himself yeah. too. All right. So that was my awesome move. Go for it. Next up, who's All right. uh, Kren? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, same thing again with the. Uh, we'll go Morningstar first, and that's a nine. That's a mess. It's a mess. Yay! And we'll go with the mace, <laughs> and that's a nineteen. Yeah, that's a hit. And so that was a D. D six. D six plus three, so that's five. What was this? Your second attack? That was my second attack. You're not dual wielding, so you get your strength bonus. Were you doing one, yeah, two, yeah, three? Yeah, yeah, I was doing one, two. Okay, yeah, so you don't get your strength bonus on the second second one. On that second one. Right, so the first is the t- plus three my strength bonus? Is yeah. That what that means? yeah. Okay, 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 sorry. So I think from last time I would have had three more hit points because you added to it. So I did. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Would So your second attack well, that you did If we're talking previous, I roll a four, it was plus a seven. Is, would have 11 have hit? No, I mean, it wouldn't. Okay, it would okay, just, all right, all right. No, but that's fine. fine. So you hit with the second attack. And it's a two. So two points of damage. Yeah. Now this now, is your I'm back to the morning star right with the with the advantage. So just remember your morning star you always get to add your yeah. And that's a twenty six. That's a hit. <laughs> I kinda <laughs> thought so. Exactly. And we're going uh, five okay. plus three. Eight points of damage. Eight points of damage. Yeah, nice. Alright, first swipe. Uh, ten you... ten total. Okay. Yeah. You swipe down and you just kinda sidesteps out of the way but you're able to come back up and, and get a slight glancing blow against the side, and that kind of repositions him into a good place. And this time you just take your mace 
and with your you just jab it right into his gut with the sharpie point and you just feel it kind of impale into his skin and then rip it out okay good hit all right um high ping top of the order uh yeah i'm gonna try to turn around since he's facing his buddy still you got advantage on your attacks so oh that's even better i'm gonna try to grapple him uh, I'm going to jump up on his back and grapple around his do head. Do it, man. Do it. <laughs> and I got an, I got an eight. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's with advantage on my strength. Wait. Yeah, I think it's an eight. Yes, eight. Can I pull that old blue? On my strength, Don't Jack. Don't kill me, old blue. Come on, You're my boy, blue! <laughs> Eleven. Woohoo! Okay. <laughs> well, that was my first attack. <laughs> Two ones. <laughs> Uh, this time, since I missed the grapple, I grab him, pushes me off. I'm just going to punch him for a non-natural 20. Yep, that's going to be it. For six points. All right. That could have gone worse. Good job, man. Good hit. So, yeah, you go for the grapple, but he's able to grab your arms, kind of rip them off. As you fall, you just kidney punch him in the back. Good hit. Okay, uh, Sabir. Carve any more alphabet into this guy? Yeah, I think we're. I think we're gonna do exactly that. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna make two more katana strikes. Okay. Uh, that'd be an eight and a twenty-two. Yeah, twenty-two is a hit. Eight's a miss. Okay. Nine points of damage. All right. Nice hit, man. Jeez. All right, so your first slash, you go in for the first slash, and you just you miss and kind of overcompensate, and you're actually facing away from them. So you just reach up, grab your katana, and stick it back behind you, and jab the katana directly into his gut, then rip it out. He is bloodied at this point. He is looking really rough. Um, gosh, at this point, he's going to attempt one more chilling ga he's gaze. He's going to try to eat me. He's going to try... And this time, he's going to stare directly at the uh, at Kren. Roll, make a constitution check. Uh, that's a seven. Yes. Okay, you Plus feel this. Check. Okay. 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 It's a seven. It's a seven. Seven right. to seven. Chris is finally very happy. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to use this, so yes, I am very happy. All right. Um, you feel the seeping cold take over you. As it seeps into your body, it's, it's magical in essence, and it just grips you. And for a moment, you're just frozen. So they kind of, is this a charm? Uh, no, it's just one of their special abilities. Okay. It's, it's, it acts like a charm. <laughs> you take um, 13 points of cold damage, and you are paralyzed for one minute. <sighs> Unless you're immune to any type of cold damage, are you? Uh, no, I'm necrotic, radiant, charmed, and disease. I've got defenses against. So. Wow. So everything else? Everything oh, else, yeah. but... <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, you can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of your turn, and the first time you get a success, it automatically it ends. The effect ends. And how many points? You said 13? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Sweet. Well, I got to use it before he died. Yay. So that's what he does. Next Yeti, over back to you, is going to take two swipes with his uh, fists or his claws. First one's going to be a miss with a 10, and the second one's going to be a 19. A 19 hits. Okay, so that's going to be... Um, 
nine cold or nine slashing damage and three cold damage, so twelve total. So he goes with the claws once. You quickly roll out of the way, but when you pop up, you catch his other left claws that slashes across you. Well, that doesn't make me happy. All right, Kryn, you get to make your saving throw. How convenient is that? Uh, that's a, uh, ooh, wait, that'd be saving. Constitution saving throw? Again. Okay, so 13. Yeah, DC 13, so that'd do it. Awesome. You're unparalyzed. So All right, I, I believe that takes your turn, though, to become unparalyzed. Uh, I don't think it allows you to actually attack. Am I wrong? Uh, right? no, I think I, or does he get to attack? It takes an action. So if so he has he, a second action... So if I have any bonus hit. actions, right? Or a second action? Well, yeah, so... My second action is, I mean, I got the second attack. You get one. You get, yeah, so, so you can do your dueling attack. attack. What you can do is both his two-handed attack. Oh, so, yeah. fantastic. So with the Morningstar, uh, I should roll a 17. That's a hit. And that's going to be an 8 plus 3, uh, so 6, 3 plus 3. Um, and I, I do get the mace or no? Yeah, you get the okay. other second attack. I mean, it's, it's an action, I would think, right? Uh, and that's an 11. Or would he not get the second I, attack? I would say he only gets the one attack. He doesn't get the duel. Oh, okay. Because if, if he's got two actions to attack with, well, that's his first duel, one. Yeah, that would be his right. first one. I think yeah. he'd get it. That makes sense. Uh, it was an 11 anyway. Okay, so yeah, with your mace, how do you want to do this? Because that ends them. So I take the the uh, morning star with those pointy spikes, and I just take it and uh, I look at that X that he carved on there, and I just swing right at the center of that X. Okay. And it just goes right into his gut, and I twist it and yank it out. Oh, okay. Perfect. And then I yeah. and then I. Kick it away. It's exactly what happens. You see him for a second, he's like just frozen in space. Like it just doesn't even move. And then he kind of pops out of it in this like rage, glowing rage, and he gets a slight aura of glowing around him from his, his anger. And that's exactly what happens. He jabs a mace in there, Sabir, rips it out, and then just kicks the, the beast down. The Yeti falls to his, his death. Yes. Nicely done. Good description. Okay. My first kill with. Anything. That was that was perfect. Hyping, top of the order. Uh, two claw attacks from the okay. to the back of his claw to claw, huh? Yeah, to to his like legs area. Okay. I got a twenty something and a nine. Okay, so the twenty's a hit. Okay. That's eight damage. All right. And then I'm gonna spend another key point since it looks like I'm not getting any help on this guy. I'm going to do my flurry of blows. I got a 12 and a 23. Both hit? Just? Both hit. All right. Got to re-roll that one? Yeah. Outside. That's even, yeah, even better. Yeah, great. Uh, <laughs> 16. 16 points. All right. Um, and then I'm going to uh, disengage. For your action? Okay. Because, uh, no, as part of my... Yeah, right, your bonus. Yeah. My Drunken Master, I can disengage and move up to four by 45 feet. So I'm going to move back here. So you're at range. Okay, gotcha. Severe. So I have an action economy question. So yeah. can I, because to pick up an item is like a free action. Right. To sheathe an item would be a free action, but to do both would be a full action, right? So to sheathe the sword and then 
pick, pick up, up your bow, bow again would be. I think it'd be a bonus. Not Do you have a what? Well, it wouldn't because well, it wouldn't be a reaction. So it'd be no. a bonus action. It's a free action to put away. So free action. I would say that if you were. But you to, can't take two free actions. I would say if you were to be willing to drop your sword and grab your bow, I'd be fine with that. Because okay. I mean, you're not doing this. You'd just be going like, yeah. drop it and grab the bow. <laughs> but would you drop your katana? That's a thing. In yeah. The snow? <laughs> All right. So I think what I do, especially when I've already got my bow down there, I think what I'll do is I will. Um, he could place it. The reason I ask is because I have to take an attack action to get my second attack. I can't. It's just an action kind of way. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and sheathe the katana. Mm -hmm. And rather than pick up my bow, I am going to throw my dagger at that one. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of... And then pull the dagger and let it go. Yep. And that's going to be a... 20 to hit. Yeah, that's going to hit me. You guys are... And oh, then, so 24? So 23? I throw the one, and then I go to my back where I've got my kukri. It's the curved one that I carry. Right. And I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to wing that one at him, too. All right. my cool. extra attack. And that's going to be 11. Oh, just miss. Ah, that was such a, good, such a good one. Oh, sweet. All right, so that's uh, 1d4 plus 4. Six points of damage. All right, you rolled well with the dagger, man. Um. Yeah. So you you see Sabir? He just whips a dagger out of like nowhere. You don't know where it comes from. <laughs> Flings, and within a fraction of a second later, he grabs another one, and as he pulls it out, it catches some of your armor on your elbow, and just throws it a little off the skew. Now, does that something that returns, or is it just it's off? No, I'm gonna have to go find it. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> flies off. Just barely misses the yeti though, as it flies off. That was real close. Okay. Um. Yeah, the Yeti's turn. He's gonna run away. You see him turn, and he starts to take off. Um, oh, it's it's kind of. So far. he's gonna get probably a good distance away. So he's get what you guys are probably thirty feet, would you say, or mm -hmm. 20, 30 feet? So he's oh. probably another thirty feet away. So he's sixty feet away, and he's tearing off into the dark with a howl and a yell. Hey, it's a good thing you missed him with your uh, nice dagger. Yeah. Oh, I'm about to kill this guy. Don't you worry. Jesus. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. He's got a range. Yeah. <laughs> Just couldn't let the poor Yeti yeah. run off. His bow goes he's, really far. He's got my dagger. <laughs> I was reading, Yeti's only attacking groups if they're a family of Yetis, so you've just destroyed a family. <laughs> You're right. He does have your dagger, so go for it. You can take a shot, it's man. A, uh, well, it's not my turn, though. We're still in combat, right? And, yeah. So. Well, is anybody else going to do something? Well, Yeti took off, so cringe nah, 45 feet what away. You, what yeah, are you doing? Him. He's, six, I, I, he's 60 feet away. 60 feet, yeah. I mean, I, I have a reaction that I can do an perfect opportunity range. attack, but, okay. yeah, I mean, he's too far away, or she's too far away. Um, I don't think there's anything I can do here. All right. I, I don't know. You may nope, cast I'm, a little... I'm done. Let me throw a little light on it so you can find it. Yeah, it's a disadvantage because he's yeah, going to be running off. Yeah, it's awesome light that way if you can. All right, so that's a cantrip for me. Uh, light. Um, so the floodlight's coming. Oh, <laughs> I, got, I, have to, I have to touch the object. You touch one object that's no larger than ten feet and uh, touch right. it and throw it. Um, what if what if I touch? Are you going to shoot an arrow? It won't help him. It won't help me on the first shot. It'll help you on the second shot. Do it. Touch one of my arrows. I touch one. Do, of his, do it. Do I it. Touch, <laughs> I touch one of his arrows. <laughs> All right. He's first, literally shooting this one as a guide. First arrow is first arrow is a and, disadvantage. 
And uh, what's, 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 what's going what's to help in the snow? Red. I can make it any color I want. The light can be any color I want. Red. I, yeah, I, we'll I touch and make a vision. Yeah, red's great. Red, red, <laughs> red light. Um, you have to make it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Hold on. You have to make a dex. The the yeti has to make a dex. Oh no, it's on the object. Never mind. Not from my arrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I got a twenty-four to twenty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first arrow. All right. And yeah. now I'm no longer at disadvantage, right? Because I no, lit him up. No, you totally. I literally a, lit him up. You have a glowing red thing that you get to aim at. <laughs> you have a target. <laughs> I'm firing yeah. Yes. I'm actually going to give you. Oh, natural one! Oh! I was just thought I was going to give you advantage. You have a target to aim at. Oh. Oh. oh well, I mean, okay. it makes complete sense. You have a homing. It's like a red light. Ha! That's a twenty. That'd be a natural twenty. Oh. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> Well, All two right, arrows roll. are going to probably do it. Right. Okay, um, so roll for the first glowing so red arrow that first sinks arrow. into this guy. <laughs> uh, oh, that was a lot. That was almost max damage. Um, so seven and five is 12 points. And the second one is five times two for the crit is 10, plus five is 15 points. Oh, you, okay, he had 13 hit points left. Boom. Got my dagger back. How do you want to do this? <laughs> well, the first one is just, it, it basically is like a tracer shot. So yeah. I just, I draw back, he touches it, and I just let that sucker fly. It hits him in the back um, and lights him up pretty well, too. And then the second one, I just, I kind of dead eye it, take a second, adjust for the wind, let it go, and just chuck him just right in the back of the head. Yeah. So you see the Yeti running, and this is glowing. How big is the glow on the back? Of, how, it's, it's, pretty like good. A, it's like a 10, 10 or 20 foot. Let me see. It says you touch one object that's no larger than 10 feet in any, uh, until spell, spell ends. The object sheds bright light in a 20 foot radius and dim light for so an additional So I want to describe this. It's like you shot a flare gun and hit him. Yeah. yeah. And then he's yeah. carrying the flare gun with him, <laughs> and then you shoot another arrow, and you just see it go thunk right in the back of his head, and then the Yeti just falls forward facing into the snow. I just look at him standing next to me. Who's my second favorite dagger? <laughs> the best part is, even face down, you see this glowing arrow in the back. Oh, of yeah. Out. No, that's how I can find his body so easy. <laughs> all right, perfect. I'm going to recover all the weapons and stuff that I've thrown. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, you know what? Make a roll, because it is snow, and you're trying to do it at night, and you don't have dark vision. Um, I, I'll give him, I'm I, gonna, I, as give an him action, help. I can give him light. I'm going well, no, to just gonna pick up the arrow okay. that he lit, and I'm just yeah, going to carry it around with me. <laughs> all right, either all right. That, yeah. Anything but a one, you find it. Ten. Okay, yeah, you're good. So you find yourself. So uh, I'd like to go over to the Yeti that <coughs> caused us so much damage. And um, they have claws, you said? Yeah. I'm going to practice. Yes. Yeah, I, that's. I was going to say, I want to cut the claws off. Yeah. Since that's what I'm yeah. going to have to I'm doing him. the same thing here. Yeah. So you got that other one there. Or I, I, does it help him, or do I do my own? Oh, or? no. Sorry, just momentary, like, taxidermy muscles. <laughs> okay, go for it, yeah. Well, um, if, if he helps, do I get advantage? Do, you yeah, I was going to say, do I help him, and, and, well, uh, and what, do I, get, do I be, gain skill as well? What you're doing is helping is is basically you guys are together sitting down and talking and discussing how are we going to take these claws off. Sure. So one person's still doing it, but the other person still would be learning the basics of yeah, we how do you do this off. guidance. That's right, swap off. Because, I mean, we've um, got three to do this on. It's true. Yeah. So it is night. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna give a, a plus five to the DC just because it's at night. You're doing this out in the cold. It's windy. All I'm that stuff. I'm just gonna hold the glowing arrow over them. <laughs> they do. It's still at night, and it's windy weather and stuff like but that. But it's a glowing arrow. And you just got done with the fight. It's a with ten. Blood. Stop! Stop! It's a ten. Okay. <laughs> 
All right, I got to 17. Yeah. You I just turned Irish for a second. You find the <laughs> you actually peel back the, the fur uh, enough to you see the cuticle of where the claw is coming out. So is you this how you do it? You fit your dagger in there and definitely like just make a nice carve around the first yep, claw. Yep, just right there. Just And just pop it out like you're pulling a tooth. Oh, look at that. How oh. big are these? These are like a few they're inches? Like, yeah, they're like four or five inches long. Oh, yeah. oh they're about as long as mine. Look. You're a natural. Extremely cold to the touch. Ooh. Chilling. In fact, your fingers go numb Ooh. just even holding on to them. Oh. Ooh, well, I got to let you say that. Now I want them. I didn't care before, but now those are... Those well, are I knew there had to be there. something. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. All right, so my turn? Yep. You so go ahead and try. One claw. So here's what I did. I, I kind of moved the fur back. And, yeah? Uh, uh, looks like I got a advantage. 17. You get advantage. Oh, I rolled two. Oh, you did. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So seven, you got that out. Seventeen yep. plus what? Is that dexterity or what is that? Medicine. Medicine. Uh, plus zero. Okay. okay. So I'll say for the sake of time, so we have to do every single claw. You did one hand and he did the other hand, so you have ten, ten claws. All right. From the yeti. <laughs> yes, Sabir. Sabir. Here, let me let me hold the arrow, Sabir. You give it a shot. Uh. How long does this yeah. blowing thing last? Um, until I cast it again, it lasts an hour. <laughs> we're going to keep shooting in front of us right? to make sure we can see where we're going. Yeah, it's a cantrip. It's a cantrip. It lasts okay. as long as he wants it to last. Yeah. I cast it again. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to try and I'm gonna get as many claws as I can as well. All right. So uh, you go to one of the other yetis, make a roll for one of the hands. Am I doing a, is I'm gonna a help survival him. check? Is that a, what is it? Um, it'd be a medicine check. Medicine? Yep. Yeah. Because you're 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 so dealing with the body. Is it a, is it a survival check? Looks it's like a, I'm the one that's going to be doing all the hydro stuff. Huh? Check. <laughs> it's not a, a uh, animal check? handling. Yeah, yeah. It'd be a thirteen. I mean, I know yeah, about you animals. Claws. Uh, you're going to do okay. it with two oh, hands. Good. Yes, uh, that's an eight. Yeah. Okay. So those did not work out as well, and you ended up carving into the hand, and it was an ugly scene. Wait, so this piece you've got fifteen hand? so far total that you've gotten. I've got fifteen. But you have five. Alex has five. And Kryn has five, so that's a total of 15 for the group. You have one more Yeti with a total of 10 claws you can try to get. Uh, why don't I try this one, guys? Well, you did a good job. I you know, just Sabir looked like he kind of mutilated a couple of them. So you do one. Okay. I got 12. Not, not as good. Yeah, you still you still get the claws out. Okay. It's not quite as deft, but you still did a good job. Should we try the throat thing? <laughs> and did you want to do it too? Um, yeah, I, I don't hand. think it'll hurt. And I got another 17. Okay, so you got a total of... 25. 25. So I have a total of five Yeti Claws. Yeah. Do you want to hold on to those? Oh, you've got your own bag, don't you? I do have my own bag, and I also think perhaps down the road, these could come in handy for me. I'm thinking arrowheads. And I'll never remember this oh. as a DM, so make sure you remind me. And you know what I'm thinking? I could make gloves out of them. And put the claws on, maybe some some chill damage. Yeah. I think we may have to revisit our gnome friend. Oh, yes, yes. He would totally love this. I wonder if I could stick some of these on this morning star. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, I think it's a good stopping place, guys. All um, right. <laughs> Sorry to stop after this, but you guys, no, that's good. I will I say, if you sleep in a little bit to the day, you could probably get a short rest. 
because it was coming on dawn, so it's going to be about 4 or 5 in the morning right now. Short rest. So if you want to, like, sleep in for, like, well, short rest has to be, what, 4 to 5 hours? Yeah, th- we just had a long rest. I wouldn't think we would want a short rest yet, unless unless you, you spend a lot of key points. But I had a couple key points, and, you know, he hit me pretty good. We'd probably trek on until we get close to the Hydra and then take a short rest right before. We could do that. Oh, okay. you know okay. what? I, I, could, uh, I could cast some healing, too, if that's not going to heal you guys enough. I'm, I, I'm okay. Okay. I'm okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So next time we pick up, you guys will uh, continue heading on. You've got, yeah, you've got about half a day's journey and you'll be there. So All right. All right. A little less than half a day's journey. So let's do that. Let's plan on just hoofing it over there and then before, you know, just take a short rest right before. Check. That way if anything else happens, we're, we're good to go. Okay. All right. Good job tonight, guys. Yay. We're going to kick some Yeti rear. What was fun? Dagger. 